0: This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the Mayor. Yo, yo,
1: yo, yo, yo. It's Our Lifestyle podcast, and this is ODB. We want to thank our title sponsors, Custom Car Show Productions. They have four main events every year, Orange Beach Invasion every March in Orange Beach, Alabama. After Hours, Car, Bike, and Truck Show. That is every April, typically at Hank Aaron Stadium in Alabama, scraping the coast, needs no introduction every June in Biloxi, Mississippi, and then Bayou Showdown in Slidell, Louisiana every November. Also, big ups to our additional title sponsor, Mini Truck Showdown. This show is going down in June, Vegas, first weekend in 2022, so come on out and gallivant out to Las Vegas. This is your opportunity to make it out to the amazing city. Remember what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Of course, that doesn't include our coverage of Mini Truck Showdown next year. And then lastly, part of the Mini Truck Showdown family, Kern County Showdown, which is going to be the first weekend in February in Bakersfield, California. Kern County Showdown, Mini Truck Showdown, Be There 2022. Enjoy the episode. (music) Do it. Yo, 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 yo. It's our lifestyle podcast, episode 263. This one's going to be an awesome episode. And we got to thank two of our title sponsors. Of course, we got Bayou Showdown, which is going to be this weekend in Slidell, Louisiana, part of the Custom Car Show Productions umbrella. And then our family over at Mini Truck Showdown. Really, their premiere event is going to be next June, first weekend in June. Mini Truck Showdown. Come on out to Vegas with us. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be technically the 3rd through the 5th of 2022 in June. And again, come on out to Vegas. But I think we got Miggity Mike, the mayor. I think he has dialed in. What's going down?
2: Bro, two weeks in a row, pop that code, and uh, I'm here, brother. The uh, uh, Just glad to be here with you and the Airhead Nation.
1: I love hearing it, man. Uh, this episode, we have... Someone by the name of Jeremy Kaufman, longtime member of Local Finesse. Mike, last week we had Robert Komalski, also known as Tall Guy, based upon the book that he wrote. And I wanted to delve and dive a little bit more into Local Finesse's history. And I thought, hey, you know what? Let's reach out, talk to Brian Good from Grindr TV. And he goes, yo, hit up Jeremy Kaufman. So I think it'll play in well to that. And uh, they've been around, the local Finesse crew have been around since the late 80s, so you know it should be good, homie.
2: Dude, I tell you what, there has been some clubs that have been around, you know, that 30-year mark, and uh, they've been around for a long time, long time.
1: Yeah, I've always loved their logos, so we'll get into that a little bit with Jeremy later. Might try to touch base with Ron. I know him and Hank have been, um, dude, just hitting every gentleman's club, they they actually, Mike, I don't know if you know this, but they gallivanted down. Dude, Ron does not stay in one place for long. He made the trek after SEMA back home and then down to Dino's get down. So maybe him or Ruben can give us the intel. They said it was amazing out there.
2: Uh Yeah, and you call me the gallivant man. I think uh, I think we got a new gallivant man on our hands.
1: Yeah, we're going to have to get a year-end trophy award for the biggest gallivanter, And I tell you what. If anybody's coming off the top ropes, it's got to be Hank and Ron this year. I mean, they've been everywhere.
2: Yes, they have. They have definitely put some miles on uh, the hammered uh, the hammered homie uh, vehicle over there. That's for damn sure.
1: Yeah, last I heard, Hank demanded to be dropped off in Mexico for a, like a couple weeks. I don't know what that's about. But yeah, if anybody spots him, you know.
2: What's in Mexico that he could possibly want in Mexico?
1: I don't know. He said right just south of like San Diego. He said just drop me at the line there, dude he'll find his way back. So you just never know,
2: man. Well, all I know is that um, everything he can get in Mexico, he can get right here in the good old United States.
1: <laughs> you, you would think, man. He was talking about tunnels and stuff. So I was like, I don't know what that meant, you know?
2: Well, maybe he is the new mutt bandit.
1: <laughs> nah, they can't take Dude, you're out there in the, the mail truck all, all day. I know you're always trying to sneak those, uh, those magazines that are in plastic uh, bags, you know? Um,
2: I don't know what you're talking about. It's in dark black plastic bags. I yeah. can't see anything. I don't know what's in there.
1: Wall Street Journal, I heard.
2: I'm going to say that's probably not the case. I hear you. Well, the
1: episode <laughs> overview is brought to you by Graphics Mafia, Graphics Mafia. We tell you time and time again, if you need stickers or you need some design work or maybe you've got an old decal that you want to bring back to life, uh, they even hooked up Chad Luke. Recently, he was going to SEMA. He was in a pinch. He needed about 10 decals. Uh, Hit up Graphics Mafia, G-R-A-P-H-I-X Mafia.com. They're on uh, TikTok. They're also on Instagram. Facebook, of course. You can message them. Talk to Buddy and let them know that we said, Hey, Buddy and Ryan. Either one of them, they'll take care of you.
2: I like the way you go from, Hey, Buddy, to Ryan.
1: Yeah, Ryan, dude, we we got to get him. You know, we got to get him back on. You know
2: what I'm saying? We got well, we, we got to get Ryan's. Got to get his
1: enthusiasm ramped up, dude, because he's going to have to take over at some point.
2: Well, I'm just curious if he's going to actually drive this year when we head out to uh, when we head out to um, uh, LST. Or do you think he's even going to go with us this year? I mean, uh, you're snoring and uh, and my driving. I don't know if he's uh, going to make it back out there uh, uh, next year.
1: Dude, I really want to get the same van, but I want to get the ones with, like, the beds in the back and stuff like that so we can sleep while you're driving. You know what I mean? Oh. Like a bunk bed deal.
2: Oh, okay. All right. Hey, as long as there is a partition in the middle to where I can block out all that (laughs) damn snoring, uh, I'm down with that.
1: All right. We'll have to get the stoop dog version. You know what I mean? All laced out. West Coast custom style. So we'll have to see. But, uh, Mike, speaking of the last episode, uh, episode recap. Robert Komalski came on. A couple guys kept you know, chiming in, local finesse, going, hey, tall guy, that was his nickname. And I just thought it was a unique experience to be able to have an author on, technically, right? But I also forgot to mention this. When uh, he had texted me a day or two later, and he reminded me that all of the proceeds of this book go back to the Courtney Hallowell Foundation. So, you know, even going back to when Courtney... Rest in peace. Had the stroke, and then obviously, you know, he had eventually went on, unfortunately, to pass away about ten years ago. Uh, you know, all of the proceeds over the t- course of time have went to you know Maggie and to help uh, with this foundation, right? And and she talked a little bit about that when we did the tribute episode. So I wanted to make sure everyone knew that, Mike. Uh, it, it's definitely one to add to the collection of your mini trucker. Uh, just Google "local finesse roads to ruin" and you'll see the Robert Kamolsky book. I think he said it goes to like blurb, and then it, it prints out of Canada technically, but it wasn't too expensive, and and I really enjoyed it.
2: Uh, no, absolutely, and uh, it was a great interview. Uh, lots of uh, lots of good stories and uh, lots of good information too. You know,
1: yeah, and I think too, Mike, the key was that the statue limitations had had been up, right? Because there was a lot of stuff in there that I was like, damn, dude. Thank God I wasn't wrong with these guys back in the day cuz I mean dude they were they were
2: crazy dude. You know you
1: know what I'm <laughs> saying? So I think now all that's ran out so now they can't get in trouble, you know what I mean?
2: Uh yeah, big time.
1: So the last episode recap brought to you by our family at Lone Star Throwdown. Yes, Lone Star Throwdown is technically sold out from a participant standpoint. However, you can fly in to Conroe, Texas or Houston rather. Uh, One of the neighboring cities. Some people even go into Dallas to get their fix of In-N-Out Burger. But last weekend in February, please join us in Conroe, Texas for the 11th annual Lone Star Throwdown. Of course, you can buy tickets, uh, bands rather, to get in. And uh, it is arguably the biggest, baddest truck show anywhere. There's a few cars sprinkled in there. And we'll talk about the new street trucks in a little bit. But the new street trucks December 2021 issue mentions February 25th through the 27th. It's Lone dot com in Conroe, Texas. So, Mike, dude, let's talk about some general updates, man. Uh, it's been a week or so since we got a chance to link up, but uh, what else has been going down, homie?
2: Bro, it's been one of those uh, one of those weeks of uh, just getting caught back up, uh, actually, uh, around my house and um, trying to get everything over here and over at our rental. Um, you know, from sod to mulch to you know, all that stuff getting laid and, and uh getting all refreshed and uh just getting ready for the holiday season, brother. We got the Friendsgiving uh gonna be going down here at uh at uh the Murray uh the Murray uh residence. Manchin. at, yeah, no, no i but the Murray residence. And uh so we're getting ready for that. And uh, you know, just it's uh the holidays, man, they're they're almost here. And uh so uh, we've been preparing for that and then of course uh right after uh the holidays uh, comes down to uh, Eastbound Get Down there January 21st to the 23rd. Uh, they're at Destination Daytona. Uh, so uh, we look forward to that. So we've been doing a lot of planning and, and a lot of preparing for that as well.
1: Yeah, I'm glad to hear it, man. Holidays, like you said, are there upon us. Get the full holiday movies, you know, uh, you know, cracking. you know, The Home Alone, The Christmas Vacation, you know, all your favorites. And, uh, like you said, before you know, we're gonna be getting fish tailing rather into January, and that's one you know i i'd I I'd like, I'd love to try to get Jim Mora you know on to talk a little bit about the playoffs, you know what I'm saying that's what I'm most looking forward to in January, you know what I mean playoffs you know what playoffs, I'm yeah, dude, I mean dude, there's no way I mean dude, that meltdown it's one of my favorite words by the way, too, man, that has to be the most like epic sports meltdown that one, and then um. The dude that was uh, the Minnesota slash Arizona coach for a while.
2: Oh, Dennis, uh, Dennis Green. Yeah, Dennis Green.
1: Yeah, those were epic ones. But, no, that's good, Mike. Um, I know you were super stoked about everything. I'm hoping – I want to talk to John and see if he can do some of those old 80s hats where, like, the front barely even stays up. And then the back is, like, definitely need the trucker deal. But I want to have it where there's, like, 20 different, like, little clips. You know what I'm saying? Like, the old 80s ones. And uh, I'm going to see if you guys could do some of those hats for me. You know what I'm saying? For the show.
2: Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Special you know, requests? Yeah, whatever you need. Taking all requests, and and that's that That one I can definitely make happen.
1: Now, I think what you should do is remind people when they Google it, it's Eastbound Get Down Show, right? Or they can just type in the website. But if they just Google it, I got to say, uh, you know, I know you linked up with, like, Jason Bell, Jason Barbaglia from Relaxin' Northwest, of course, DJ Mays, and then, um, you know, just our different families. And you linked up with them and you did a damn good job on the website. It seems really easy and user friendly.
2: Oh, it's definitely easy. And, uh, uh, but hey, it's never too easy. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, definitely. And like I said, um, I had asked John on Instagram. Uh, He, you know, uh, I had put a, a, a question, you know, because you know, you know me, I'm an enthusiast, I always have questions about shows. And I asked if animals were allowed, and he did confirm as long as they're on a leash. So I relayed that back to Ron and those guys, okay?
2: Yeah, no, I appreciate that because Hank is definitely, uh, he's got to be on a leash when he comes out there for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, and then I always want to remind people. Uh, before you start putting drones up and stuff, make sure you check with the show promoters. But you can also check because sometimes if they're too close to airports, you can't put them
2: up, anyways, right, Mike? Uh, yeah, but we don't have to worry about that down there. Bring, cool. bring, bring, bring them out
1: and just fly them. Whatever you do, fly them over the yellow truck for like, you know, a long time and just see how long the battery lasts, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, but the question is, is which yellow truck? Yeah, the banana hammock. The it's a banana come-
1: Check the hashtag, Project Banana Hamming. All right, so Mike, check this out. I was a little worried with uh, talking about something I don't talk about a lot with the NFL. So, you know, the Packers almost, with a backup quarterback, almost knocked out the Chiefs, right? Super Bowl rematch from back in the day. And that game, I mean, I was disappointed they had lost. You know, streak ended. Of course, A-Rod, also known as Karen Rogers, uh, he was out that game. So I was a little worried he's gonna come back rusty. Then I heard Russell Wilson's coming back. So for the pack to shut out the only shutout of Russell Wilson's career in Lambeau, Russell Wilson just did not seem like he was hitting on all cylinders. Uh he's an elite quarterback. I was super excited though, because now Mike, with some of the teams that lost, I hate the rub it in, including the Bucks and Riggedy Ron's Cardinals. Okay, they got smashed. Dude, it's it's now the Packers are up there. And I hate to say it, dare I say, the freaking Cowboys are somehow doing well this year. So, you know, we'll have to see how it ends up. And, and keep me honest, Mike, isn't there one more game this year? There's 17 games?
2: Uh, Yeah. So. Yeah, we went from 16 to 17.
1: And then now there's only one first-round buy. That's the number one seed, AFC, and then, of course, NFC. And then the number two doesn't get the buy anymore because they're going to be, you know, there'll be that extra game or whatever. So, yeah. Interesting. So we'll have to see how it goes, man. You know, do you think, I mean, obviously you're a big Bucks fan. Do you think that um people are just figuring out, you know, the Bucks in terms of the defense playing or what's the deal? Like have you seen any kind of consistent deal there?
2: Well, first of all, the Bucks defense is horrible. Um we have the highest paid, we have the highest paid defensive coordinator in the league and uh and our defense is trash. So, uh, yeah, that that's done. That's over. They done figured that out. So, you know, you can forget about that. And uh, I think it's finally uh, we got Tom Brady has had five turnovers the last two games. I think his age might be finally starting to catch up with him. You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, see, I don't like when you say that, because every time you do say that he bounces back like no tomorrow. So I see where you're kind of doing a subliminal.
2: So we'll have to see, well, man. That's what I'm hoping for. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But that's uh, that's that's my because our defense right now is, is trash. I mean, it's playing it's playing bad. It's playing really bad. So we'll see uh, we'll see what happens going forward. But um, our def- our offense isn't playing that all that well either. So we'll, it seems like ever since Antonio Brown uh, got hurt and has been out, uh, they haven't it hasn't been the same. So I don't know. And Gronk Gronk has been hurt as well. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we got uh, we got the Giants this weekend, so uh, hopefully we can bounce back, but uh, definitely can't make no promises. That's for damn sure.
1: Real deal. The general updates brought to you by Southeast Mini Truck and Nats, also known as Mini Nats. Even if you can't get a ticket, the golden ticket into the event next April in Maggie Valley, just know the city embraces all the Mini Truckers that come in. Galavant Gallivant on in to Maggie Valley do the cruise go to the show have a good time arguably you'll have just as fun if not more fun so come on down Southeast Mini Nats they're on Facebook they're on Instagram you guys know we'll be there we'll be covering it next year and we'll talk to Jason Bell later this year slash early next year about the event so Mike dude I couldn't believe last week you know you put me on the spot you say hey we got to bring in some music I can't believe you didn't remember about the game Pressure with the you know Remember where it was like no whammies and it would go do 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 And then I told you the story about how the guy um, had – you had a VHS player. I know back in the day you had all kinds of tapes. Well, this guy would record the show and he'd watch it in slow-mo and he figured out the pattern. So then when he – then the guy got on the show and he knew the pattern. So, dude, he just – he couldn't lose, dude. So I didn't. I can't believe you didn't remember about pressure luck. You know, that was the classic back in the day.
2: Bro, I had no flipping cr- – I did not remember that one. So, yeah, you, you got me on that one. You definitely stumped me on that one for sure. Yeah.
1: Well, here we go.
2: Okay, players, now it's time to get serious.
1: <laughs> oh, this no. one, I mean, I'm going to start ratcheting them up after this week, right, because I can't keep throwing, like, you know, some softballs in there. But this TV show is an American action comedy television series. It aired from late or uh, uh, from January 79, to about February 85, so seven seasons, about 150 episodes, consistently among top-rated TV series. The show was about two guys who lived in a rural area, and they were on probation.
2: All right, so do I get to like phone a friend or or, or ask for another clue? Um, You'd have, you know.
1: I mean, it's, I'm sorry that Mike Finnegan's not available.
2: Oh shit, Mike Finnegan's not available. God damn it! And I kind of figured that was that's a clue that you were trying to give me without giving me a clue. Um, yeah,
1: because he he's definitely a big fan of this show.
2: Oh, he, he is, huh?
1: Yeah, I, I yeah, he really likes scuba diving and stuff. You know,
2: <laughs> he likes scuba diving. Holy shit! Scuba diving, Mike Finnegan. Uh, I know Roadkill. Um, oh man, Overkill, Roadkill. Well, uh, and, I
1: mean, when you're when you're on probation, I mean, especially you remember back in those days, like where a lot of places, you know, they they had prohibition and stuff, you know, and if you're running moonshine, you could get in a lot of trouble, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, especially when, to- when, when you're like. Well, you're like a good kid. You know what I'm saying. You, you know, you just you don't mean any bad. You know.
2: You mean when you're a good old boy, um, yeah. and you don't mean no harm.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, of, kind well, kind of. Like,
2: kinda. Now, so did they believe in like shaved door handles, or <laughs> did they just not like use them? I mean, I'm I'm just kind of curious.
1: The rumor has it they were some of the first mini truckers. You know what I mean? They were doing mods in oh. their car and stuff. You know, Jesse. Oh. And-
2: hey. Well, check this out, and you you might even remember this. Back in the day, okay, we had the TV guide, and in the TV guide, they would always have like clips of the TV shows where there was like, um, say, like for example, said TV show, they were jumping over a pile of, like a bridge that yes. was like a... and they were missing the bumper,
1: right. yeah. yeah. But
2: in the sh- in the show, you didn't notice it, but right. then the TV guide shows that a picture, a steel picture of it where where it's missing the bumper as it's jumping, of Hank but jumping the you know, car. these good old boys and it was Hank, but see, from what I understand, Hank only, only was on, on stu you know, in studio and uh, was only came around if they put his trailer next to Daisy Duke's trailer.
1: <laughs> yeah, they did.
2: Yeah, she. Okay. There was there.
1: I don't. We could be talking about the same show. I can't give you any more clues. You know.
2: Yeah. No. 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 I don't. I don't need no more clues. Um. I think I might know which one it is because as soon as you said, you know, um, you know, two brothers, you know, in rural country and whatnot, ah. right away, right away, I thought of chips. Yeah. And I don't know if you yeah. remember, you know, I don't know if you remember that, you know, Punch and, and uh, Puncharelli or whatever the hell his name was. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I thought a rule. But then I was like, wait a minute, that's like in California or something, man, you know. Yeah. Um, But then I thought about how, you know, they had that awesome color of a, a vehicle. And then I, I remember something about Cooter and I don't I just right. remember Cooter. I don't remember why I remember Cooter, but. Something about Cooter and and, uh, and Boss Hog. That... I, I remember something about Boss Hog. He had and a then there was other... didn't he? Yes, yes. Big Boss Hog. And he had those big old horns on the front of it. But, brother, you definitely threw me a softball this week. And uh, I appreciate that because the Duke's a hazard. I can't believe it only lasted for seven seasons. It doesn't even that...
1: seem right, does it?
2: <laughs> no, it doesn't. Not at all, because, man, that has got to be by far one of the best TV shows of our time right there. Yeah, brother. And, and, hands down. But I do like the way you're 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 kind of tricky there, uh, you know, you, but hey, Dukes of Hazzard for sure. It was one of the best shows of all time. And uh, I I appreciate you bringing that back up because it was it was good to uh, relive those those memories.
1: Yeah, man, it was, and remember we did that episode, and it was funny. We talked a lot about it because it was a big part of our childhood. What was cool too, for those that don't know, Waylon Jennings. My dad was a big fan of him. So so was Michael Charles. They, uh, he narrated the show, but he also sang the song. You know, the theme from the Dukes of Hazzard. You know, so I'm not a huge country fan. I I can you know I know a little bit more about. Uh, hip-hop and rap, but I, I tell you, country, bro, I, I know you get down to that stuff and line dance and all that stuff, so it's kind of cool, right, Mike?
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, you know, line dance, and me and, me and Shannon, we, we, we line dance every Thursday night at the local country bar, and uh, we have a good time.
1: I love it, man. Well, the trivia with Mike brought to you by our family at All Time Low Magazine. Trust us when we say atlmagazine.com. You can order a subscription. Individual issues are available; however, they do go quick. Atlmagazine.com. Go to magazines. They also have uh, different merch available. Issue twenty-eight available for twenty dollars, or a six-issue subscription is a hundred. And just know that um, a little bit more expensive, but than a typical magazine. But a lot of high quality and a lot of uh, blood, sweat, and tears go into this one. Atlmagazine.com. So, Mike, dude. You know, talking about the scene updates, man, uh, you know, I saved a couple things this week, but you know, you had mentioned Eastbound Get Down. I know last week we briefly talked about it. I finally did get a chance to see the second artwork. You kinda hinted at it last week, and both of them came together really awesome. And um, man, wow, I know you're excited to really get going here with the show season next year.
2: Oh, bro, can't wait. And uh definitely uh looking forward to um you know, kicking it off, and uh, I, bro, we have put in a lot of time. You know, um, me and Shannon and John and and Kim putting a lot of time and effort into this. So we definitely look forward to uh, putting it on for everybody and everybody coming out and having a damn good time.
1: Real deal, man. Uh, Bob Hayes had posted. Uh, he said, after 11 years of being moved around and getting some things done, I'm happy to say, for the first time since. Los followed me to get it body dropped 11 years ago. Josh has got the Astro to start and run on its own. Still a ton to do. And he kind of has given an update on the famous Astro van. So it's pretty cool to see that. It was funny. Got a chance to talk, as I mentioned recently uh, to Radar and Bob Hayes out at the mini truck hall of fame. And uh, Bob had us cracking up with some old school stories and whatnot. And, we're excited to see what we can um, continue to help the mini truck hall of fame with, with Mike and I assisting and being on the committee. We obviously have some ideas, but then also Bob has some different things too, that, that he's been thinking about. So, you know, as we go forward, hopefully we'll be able to announce, you know, 2022, uh, some of those inductees and things like that. And Mike just excited for the future.
2: Oh, dude, absolutely. And uh, like you said, uh, we had talked about it and, and uh, me and Shannon and we actually plan on making a trip out to um, uh, SEMA next year, and uh, which hopefully we can get there early enough. We want to be there on that Thursday on that I'm sorry Sunday, mm-hmm. and you know with the Mini Trucking Hall of Fame being on that Monday, uh, so you know being there for uh, for the Mini Trucking Hall of Fame as well uh, next year.
1: Yeah, real deal. It's going to be good uh, good times, and like I've told everyone, if you have an opportunity, you could do a dry run if you've never been to SEMA. Come out first weekend in June next year for Mini Truck Showdown. That'll give you an idea of what to expect. I know this last trip, I didn't have a rental car, so it was a lot of Uber. Primarily, I used Lyft and, um, you know, taking trams and things like that. But there's a lot of public transit, real easy to get around. And of course, if you get a rental car, it makes it even easier. But then you got to pay wherever you go to park, that kind of stuff. So, uh, more to come again on Vegas. And of course, with Mini Truck Hall of Fame for next year Uh, one thing that I noticed Mike uh, from a print standpoint is the new street trucks December issue did arrive and I had mentioned to you before we started that it um, this issue is kind of cool man it's in a plastic bag and it came with a calendar so a 2022 calendar by street trucks and it's sponsored by POL which is I think parts online they've sponsored some of the live streams and uh, what's pretty awesome is you know again you got a 12-month calendar and um actually like a 13 uh page deal because you got the calendar for 2023 the little one in the back but uh the one downfall is there's no minis on here there's a lot of c10s there's of course the f100 and so on but um you know we'll have to we'll have to strangle them a little bit and, and get some mini trucks in here for next year if they do it again
2: oh absolutely brother and uh Hey, because like we say all the time, minis are definitely on the rise. Yeah, brother.
1: Uh, The other cool thing is the issue features uh, a crazy Dodge Power Wagon, an insane-looking truck. I think it'll be a good-selling issue. Uh, A lot of good content in this one. Got an update on Artemis. You have a feature of the Acro Tahoe that I saw at C10 Intervention, the thing that's pretty much been reskinned to the newer body-style lines and whatnot. Couple C10s, Ford F one hundred, and some tech. Of course, you got the R lifestyle in the back. I talk a little bit in that column about time, how time flies. And then also some words of advice from the OG Ice T. You know, he recently or he every day he tweets out positive stuff. So I talk a little bit about getting rid of the noise around you. So check that out on page one twenty five. But Mike, the cool thing. It here is the 2022 calendar, so they talk about Lone Star Throwdown, 25th through the 27th, Altered Metal Show, that's in March. You have Made a Steel Show in May, and then Mini Truck Showdown the first weekend in June, which I think is awesome. But last week, I forgot to talk about Mike, uh, and I know we haven't got to the show stuff yet, but I do want to reinforce that December 4th, Talk to us a little bit about what's going down there in Orlando, as far as what you know,
2: Mike. Well, from what I know, it's called Toy Drop. So, guys, obviously, um, when it talks about when the name Toy Drop comes up, uh, the first thing that you want to think of is you know, when around that time of Christmas, is uh, you know, it's a to- it's a show. Uh, you donating and to- uh, you know, collecting toys, and they're going to give back to the kids. And so this one is no different than all the rest of them. It's going to be over there at uh, Deezerland a Park in Orlando, Florida, off of, you know, on International Drive. Uh, so it's, it's 5250 International Drive, Orlando, Florida, 32819. And it's on December 4th, uh, you know, just like Jay had said. And guys, you don't want to miss this. This is this place. Um, I have not been there yet. I think Jay, have you been there to Deezerland yet?
1: I've seen the Adam the Woo video of it. That's all I've really seen, and I think uh, Dave Shulman went there too, I
2: think. Okay, yeah, no, and you are correct. He, he did, And but guys, this place is freaking phenomenal. It's all indoor. It's got the indoor go-karts. It's got the indoor um, uh, bowling alley. Uh, there's a game. Uh, a game room Uh, there's just so much stuff for you to do inside and out Um, it's got the batting cages and now you're going to have all that and not only that but then you're also going to have a car show going on at the same time guys you don't want to miss out on this uh they got the host hotel um town um town place suites by marriott and the hampton inn uh so basically just check out the toy drop auto show event page and when you check that out Excuse me. Go on there, and it's going to uh, you'll you'll be able to see all the information that you that you need. And they're also going to have the audio show there as well. So just come out, check it out, and uh, tons of vendors. So you definitely don't want to uh, you definitely don't want to uh, to miss the show. It's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, I saw Rigo, I saw Jeremy at the VW show last weekend. Actually, uh, VW Bug Jam here, Florida Bug Jam and uh, they had the tent set up. They made a steel tent. Of course, you know, they're excited about the toy drive. They were talking about just what an awesome venue, like you said, Mike. So we're really looking forward to it. It adds another uh, show, if you will, get together however you want to spin it, uh, to the fold in Florida. And like I said time and time again, we're very lucky here because you talk to folks on the West Coast and they say, man, shows are drying up. Of course, Corey and team got something to say about that. However, in Florida, Mike, there's definitely plenty to go
2: around. Nah, you ain't lying there, brother. We are definitely keeping it alive here in Florida. That's for damn sure.
1: Lastly, from a digital standpoint, I did want to mention. Uh, I know Custom Life they have recently put out um, a couple of new YouTube videos, and I know Grinder TV has as well. Uh, so again, you know, you talk about our content being, you know, pretty much free. Uh, you can also go uh, on YouTube, Custom with a K, Custom Life. You got about 14,500 subscribers. You have Grinder TV, and, of course, you've got OLP. Well, we just hit, Mike, I didn't tell you this, we just hit 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, and that is a milestone. However, YouTube has moved the goalposts a couple of times over the years, and in the past, it was like, okay, you got to get to 1,000 subscribers, and I think we can go live now on YouTube. Which is great. We've been trying to get there, so we thank everyone that has hit subscribe. the The next thing we have to do, Mike, is I have to continue to put out more videos because you have to have four thousand minutes watched in a month of your content to be able to get into the opportunity to start making pennies. You know what I mean? So it's not an easy road for anyone that you know is out there. I know Jeff from Mini Garage; he's been doing new videos, um, but to me, it's just kind of a milestone to get to, and I'll tell you what, another person that's been doing videos is Lonnie from Garage Gear. Uh, He just did one laying at the lake. Uh, Street Trucks even put that one on their website, Mike. So, you know, Lonnie is out there at almost every show doing videos, and his videos are great. Good mix of music, nothing crazy over the top, and boom, very entertaining. So, there's like three or four right there, Mike, that people can check out.
2: Oh, i Absolutely, brother, and uh, you can't go wrong. ODB and the and the camcorder uh, uh, go hand in hand.
1: Yeah, I got the big one right on my neck right here, man. Walking around, dude, like '87 dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just Mike, you just gotta, can you address <laughs> can you adjust the tracking a little bit here? Okay, yeah, that's better. Oh, absolutely, I can see it now. It was all scrambled up, you know. So the scene updates brought to you by Garage Gear Clothing. The holidays are upon us. Free shipping in the U.S. Go to garagegearclothing.com. They have ladies. They have the guys taken care of. Of course, they've got the kids as well. Uh, Again, free shipping, which is kind of unprecedented in our scene that they're able to do that. Uh, They'll take care of you. Let them know OLP sent you. Put OLP into the notes. They've got Apache shirts, which are new. The 80s garage girl tees, stickers, decals, you name it. They got it. Garagegearclothing.com. Uh, Mike, we've talked so much recently about all the different shows, and we just kind of gave uh, a quick overview of what to expect for next year. Uh, the only other shows I really wanted to kind of hit upon is Relax It on the Ranch. So uh, March 5th, I mean, it's going to be there before you know it. Uh, Pre-registration is going down, Relaxing on the Ranch. Instagram, click the link in the bio. You can select if you're going to get a room, get a tent, get a parking spot for the camper, All within their Lincoln bio, Relaxed on the Ranch will be down there. DJ ODB, I'll be on the ones and twos this year. Mix it up, the music, so I'm thankful for that opportunity. Of course, Orange Beach Invasion, Mike always talks about where they want to retire. Orange Beach Invasion is uh, the last weekend in March, Mike, so I have to keep catching myself here. Uh, It's the last weekend in March, and we're really looking forward to it. Mike, you can't go wrong with the venue, and the last I heard, all of the premium spots are pretty much gone.
2: Uh, Yes, they are, they are completely sold out, and uh, uh, just stay tuned to that event page, because if something opens up, they'll definitely let you know.
1: Yep, and then uh, of course, I didn't give out the dates earlier, but Mini Nats will be the 23rd through the 25th of April in Maggie Valley, and then Sparks in the Park is actually going to be April 2nd through April 4th, so Niceville, Florida, Panhandle, amazing event. Decorvers, they continue to do the damn thing. NC, uh, our NC brothers. So, uh, so much more to come, Mike. We'll have to kind of see. Um, I know you haven't announced anything with with After Dark, so I know that'll be something that in the future you might still continue to do. But right now, all of you, all of your focus, keep me honest, is on Eastbound Get Down.
2: And you are exactly right, my friend. <laughs>
1: And let's not forget Scraping the Coast. Every June, it's going to be at the end of June this year, my understanding. So we'll be talking about that. Again, that's you know half a year out. We're looking forward to Biloxi, but there's kind of an overview. And the Key Show updates brought to you by the West Coast Influence. Radar put out his own money to produce this documentary style DVD slash Blu-ray. Go to minitruckfilm.com. It's a great stocking stuffer for the holidays. Minitruckfilm.com. Order one today. Let Radar know that OLP sent you. So Mike, dude, the podcast updates, bro. I'm getting ready to cover a couple things, but dude, we gotta thank Joey at Get Deck. Every time you text him, he always comes through for us. Mike, and I my understanding is more and more shows are loving the decks for their awards.
2: Uh yes, they are. And and he is definitely a happy camper and uh and that's what we do, man. We just keep trying to push, 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 push push uh for our advertiser and for our sponsors and uh and he's definitely one of them and and we uh we consider him a friend um we appreciate his support and uh in return uh, we want to keep supporting him and he has definitely not let us down and he's always come through for us so uh make sure you guys uh if you If you need uh, your, you want your truck on an award, if you want your face on, I'm sorry, on a skate deck, uh, whatever you want, the man Joey over at Get Deck can get it done for you. So make sure you guys check him out, hit him up, and uh, he can get that taken care of for you.
1: Yeah, and word is there's people ordering ones with Hank from Hammered can Wear. They're ordering skate decks with Hank on them. You know, I don't understand that, but, you know, maybe, you know, maybe they just want to get them autographed, you know.
2: Hey, whatever it takes, just uh, just give him a call and get whatever you need done, and he can do it for you.
1: Yeah, dude. No new Apple Podcast reviews, but if you're on an iOS device, so like an iPad, many of you are on iPhone, or technically, if you've got a Mac computer, you can go to the podcast app, that purple icon. Basically, what you want to do is tap on Library, select OLP, scroll down, 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 and tap the five stars if you want to go a step further. You can write a review. We'll read that on a future episode. But um, help us get to 300. We're at 253 now, almost all five stars. So thank you guys so much for that. And make sure you you don't accidentally tap like one. I know one person did that one time. Uh, Always tap five if you can. That really helps us out. Mike, next week is is, – so I want to back up real quick. So last week, we recorded early in the week, didn't get a chance to say, happy Veterans Day. All right, Mike, a lot of veterans out there, a lot of folks in the scene, they're veterans or their family, husband, wife, mom, dad, that type of thing. We can't thank them enough, so I wanted to stop for a moment, and um, Veterans Day is a special one for many of us because we think about the freedoms, a lot of people are barbecuing uh, you know, and doing the damn thing. But you know, there's a lot of people that put their lives on the line to go across enemy lines, to go into other countries, uh National Guard, all kinds of different folks. So no matter what part of the military you maybe served in or you're in now, all I can say is thank you very much, Mike. I mean there's no other way to say it.
2: Oh, uh, dude, hats off and uh thank you for your all you you know, your sacrifice and your your time served. Uh, it's definitely appreciated, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, and even our homie Vic, our brother, you know, his daughter, she went into the military and she tried so hard and she had like an injury she didn't know about. And that caused her to have to, you know, she couldn't, you know, she couldn't continue, you know. And, and, and there's people that they want to do it no matter what, you know, and they try and they try and they try. So, you know, even for folks like that, that, that have given every, you know, trying to give everything they can, uh, you know, thanks to everyone. So, uh wanted to say that. Next week is. Thanksgiving. Um, So, you know, that's obviously time. Well, I think I'm not getting ahead of myself, right? Yeah. So next week. So I get it confused a little bit. Next week is the kind of three day work week for many. And that's going to roll us into Thanksgiving, which is 25th and 26th. So, you know, spend the time with your family. Do the things that you want to do. Kick back if it's watching football, whatever those traditions are. You know, I'm going to try to do it myself. Put my phone down a little bit to not be so connected. But also, Mike, we will put out a new episode next week, and I think if all goes well, we've got our guests we'll be recording with tonight, and then next week we'll try to tie in any Black Friday stuff that we hear about. So if you're a business out there and you're planning to have Black Friday deals like we are, email us, ourlifestylepodcast at gmail.com, and let us know if you want us to cover you know if you're going to have 10% off, 15%, whatever the deal is, free this, free that. So many companies are looking to kind of uh rege- um, you know kind of uh, get their revenue going again, right? With this holiday season. So if you've got something email us Mike. I know Black Friday is a big day for a lot of businesses.
2: Oh, it usually is. And uh, usually they're out advertising it ahead of time. So uh, let's uh let's see what we got so we can out there and, and help and support the rest of these uh these, uh, these companies out there.
1: Yeah, there's a few that that come to mind that I'm looking forward to. So, you know, we'll kind of see how that goes. Now, um, as we kind of wind it down here, uh, the Airhead Nation update. So uh, one that I had saved, Mike, is from uh, a good friend of ours, Alex Anderson, a.k.a. Alex Who. He was on one of our first episodes this year, I think it was. And it's one of our most downloaded and streamed episodes ever He says, thank you to everyone who made the voyage to watch me and Misty tie the knot or who took the time to wish us well. It would not have been the same without you. Love you, love every single one of you. So congrats to Alex Who. That was posted basically on Monday. And, um, you know, again, as a brother, as someone that's well-respected in the scene that came on, talked about Ryan Fringling House and traveling all over the world, just a great, well-rounded guy. Congratulations. And, Mike, we got to thank Hammered Weekend Wear. I know Hank, I tried to see if he was going to dial in there. I thought I heard him for a second. But Hammered Weekend Wear, it's H-A-M-M-E-R-D, WeekendWare.com. i got to remind you all that on December 1st, we're going to open, he's going to open open enrollment, right, is what, how we're spinning it. And the open enrollment is going to be where you can get in and pay the one price and you'll get every shirt for 2022 that they launch, so, all those main shirts, when he does two at a time, you'll get those. You'll be able to select the colors. You'll also be able to select the size. Uh, you can pick a tank. I think you can even do hoodies now. So, Mike, it's kind of a unique opportunity for people. And I tell you, you know, you might look at the price point and go, man, you know, it's around the holidays. I don't want to spend that much. You end up saving money, and all of those shirts are fire, aren't they, Mike?
2: Uh, he comes with two heaters every single month.
1: Yeah, and it's hard, you know, to come off the top ropes with with the merch these days, right? Because you go to a show and there's so much good stuff out there. But him dude. and Eric <laughs> and and Graphic Disorder, they keep cooking up funky ass shit like every single day, like Snoop once said. You know what I mean?
2: Oh, uh, dude, every single month he's got two heaters that they just they bang every single year, every single month, and it's you have to go out and you have to buy it because you can't you can't not have that new Hammered Weekend Wear shirt. And, hey, what's even better than uh, making sure you you don't miss out is that you get this subscription. And once you get that subscription, you're golden, baby.
1: Yeah, you get them all here, and it's like, boom, they show up. You're like, man, what did I order? You know, your wife's like, damn, what'd you get? You're like, oh, yeah, the new heaters, man, hammered weekend wear. And the next thing you know, you got the whole block ordering them. So that's how we do it. Mike, hopefully we'll try to link up with Ruben or Ron for a couple of minutes if so, we'll play that audio next, and then we're going to roll into, after that, of course, our title guest, Jeremy Kaufman. Thanks so much to him from Local Finesse, spending some time with us. Old school mini trucker has been doing the damn thing, so thanks to him for coming on. And we've got some other jam-packed shows lined up for the last four or five weeks of the year, Mike. We're going to keep it stomped, brother.
2: Absolutely, brother. No breaks, baby. So, uh, hey, with that being said, thanks for having me on it. Uh, This week, Jay, and and great to talk to the Airhead Nation. And uh, that being said, Airhead Nation, we...
1: and Mike got another tick mark in the binder. Peace. Hey, hey, as I mentioned before we roll into our title guest, we got the big homie, Sean Randall. How you doing, brother?
0: Good, man. How about you?
1: Good, man. It's that time of year... Every November, one of my favorite months. Of course, Thanksgiving's coming up. But Slidell, Louisiana, dude, Bayou Showdown. How excited are you?
0: Man, we're ready. We're ready to uh we're ready to get it going. Twenty uh Bayou Showdown 2021 is gonna be it's gonna be huge. Uh last year we had a great turnout and uh we, we actually a bigger turnout than what we expected and we're expecting the same, if not more, uh this year. So uh, I think it's gonna be great. I hope everybody everybody that's listening comes out and enjoys it. I love the
1: artwork uh, and some of the images that you guys have been sharing for Bayou Showdown. Um, I gotta throw this in there. How crazy was it that Bill's Dooley got rear ended, man?
0: Man, that is crazy, isn't it? What that talk about bad luck. Uh Bill Bill's a great dude. He we uh we like to uh work with him as much as possible. Of course he lives right there in Slide L and he's he's been a huge help to us. Oh good. Uh in fact he, yeah, he actually is the one who found the facility that we're doing Bayou at now. So uh He's he's been a huge help to us, and uh, we uh, I hate that that happened with his truck. Of course, when he gets done with it, redoing everything, you know, it'll be even be, uh, better. So, uh, but it just sucks that it sucks that he uh, had to go through that. And uh, he actually, I think, it's on a little DL right now. But he actually picked up another ride uh, last week, so uh, he's going to have it out there at Bayou Showdown this Saturday and uh, or the whole weekend, really. But so I don't, I don't know if he's how many people really knows about it so I don't want to tell too much but he, he he got him another badass ride uh that he's bringing out.
1: Dude, he needs to leave some for the rest of us. I mean, between him and you, you're taking over the world, man. <laughs> right.
0: Right, he's got he's got some he's got a few of them. He's uh he's definitely getting him a nice stable over there full of uh full of badass rides for sure.
1: Yeah, he's definitely about it. Um, One thing that I noticed with the Harbor Center, I've passed it on the interstate, you know, coming home from like Lone Star and meeting up with you guys in the past, but it's kind of mm-hmm. down there towards Lake Ponchatrain, right? And that area has been ravaged over the past, you know, God, 15 years and, and, you know, obviously going back in history, even more with hurricanes and stuff. How big of a, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, this is like a great economic thing too for this area, I would think with all the folks traveling in
0: oh yeah definitely definitely it helps out the economy uh, a lot and helps out uh everyone around there you know uh it's uh right in that area it's not too bad um uh, for, for the most part there's really no any damage there uh, a lot of their stuff they did have some flooding and uh they did have some power outages in that area but uh pretty much it's it's uh already you know everything's up and going again um but yeah it's definitely a, a huge economic impact for them for uh, for us to come through there and do these shows and stuff like that for them. Um, But like I say, it's, it's not, thank goodness, you know, nothing around there is really torn up. And Mm -hmm. then uh, also, you know, um, there's really no with the mask mandates and all that, all that's, you know, it's not really going on around there. Uh, I've been over there the past three weeks in a row and uh, we've had zero issues getting in anywhere or anything. So, so that's a good thing too. you know.
1: Yeah. That's good stuff. Things are starting to kind of get back to normal here too. And um, the other cool thing about it also is it's, it's kind of a stone's throw, so to speak, from New Orleans, right? So if somebody's yeah. coming in town and, like, let's say they want to peel away, get dinner or do something or they've never been to New Orleans, New Orleans, uh, they can uh, basically scoot on down there and it's not that far of a drive.
0: Yeah, it's like uh, 23 to 25 minutes uh, to downtown New Orleans from the showgrounds. So it's not far at all. Yeah. Um, you know, so, and there's, and there's, of course, there's a lot to do right there in Slidell as well. There's a lot of nice restaurants. Um, in fact, Saturday night, we're having an after party at a place called um, High Octane. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a bar and uh, grill deal. It's uh the guy who owns it, he's actually originally from Alabama. He moved out to California, uh, has been out there for like 20 years. He's big into bikes and uh, like Harley Davises and stuff. And, uh, he came back and then built this uh, – well, he didn't build it. The building was already there, but he opened up this place called uh, High Octane. It's a really cool place. Uh, got uh, a live band going to be there uh, Saturday night also. So we're, uh, we're looking forward to hanging out there and eating some dinner and having some drinks and listening to the band.
1: Yeah, that's kick-ass. Uh, you can go on Instagram and type in Bayou Showdown and look at the hashtag. little under 1,000 photos have been hashtagged and it reminded me of the awesome artwork i know fuel market you guys work closely with them now keep me honest Mm -hmm. the full-size chevy on there that one reminds me of the one i think isn't that the one that ernie had rest in peace that he sold and it changed hands a couple times
0: it is yep it is uh so a buddy of mine daniel fairlett uh bought the truck last year or maybe year before last and uh He had gotten it and it's here local in Mobile, Alabama now, but uh, he had gotten it and uh, he loves the truck, of course, you know. And I'd actually spoke to Ernie uh, before Daryl was, uh, before Daniel was going to buy the truck. I'd reached out to Ernie and talked to him about it just to, just to make sure, you know, that uh, it was good to go because he wanted to be able to drive it and everything. And uh, Ernie was, of course, honest like he always was and told me straight up it was a good, good truck. And so, daniel uh sent a sent a holler up to uh the carolinas where it was at bought it from the guy there and brought it back down here and he's had it ever since and he's uh he's taken real good care of it i know some of the guys from uh uh from no regrets had reached out to try to buy the truck back but he don't want to turn it loose right now but uh you know i, I think if he ever decides to sell it it's going to go to one of them guys there you know go back into that family
1: yeah that's uh, that that's awesome and you know the truck I have an 08, and I always loved those mm-hmm. trucks, and I loved what Ernie did with it. But the the cool thing about the artwork is obviously you got the older, you know, kind of Tri Five Chevy, and then you got the new school truck. What we've continued to see out of Bayou Showdown, Mike's been there several times, taking a lot of photos and stuff, and you'll see everything from a lowrider with El Chapo on the decklid to minis, and of course, full size trucks are you ever amazed at how quickly the show is growing to like one of the, the biggest, baddest shows in that area?
0: Yes. Uh, you know, so I'm a big lowrider guy, so I've got a little bit of a lowrider following. And, uh, whenever Greg and I started to do this show, one thing he said, I probably wouldn't ever, I wanted to focus on, you know, uh, doing some lowrider shirts and stuff. And he was like, Nope, never happened. Uh, they're not going to come out because lowriders don't really go to a truck show, you know? So, um, so, I mean, they do here and there, but for the most part, lowriders don't really go to a truck show anymore. They, they they basically stick to mostly lowrider shows and car show stuff. And so, anyways, uh, like I said, I got a little following from them, and some great guys DSR out out of uh, out of Louisiana. You know, they're they're a huge follower uh, of us, and they uh, they support everything we do, and and they come out. and uh, We last year, I forget how many low riders it actually was, but. Um, we had a huge, a bunch of them, and this year I think we're going to have it even more. Uh, the the down part to it is this year, the Las Vegas Super Show is the same weekend as our show, but oh, really? most of all the ones, yeah, most of them, uh, we still got them coming from San Antonio, Texas, and everything. They're you know they're coming all all the way from there uh, to Bayou, so we're still going to have a, a, a huge turnout of lowriders. And uh, but last year was really like I say, it was it was. I was in awe because I didn't expect the turnout that we had uh, of of every of all the different variety of vehicles. Um, I mean, like you said, from low riders to lifted to to mini trucks, you know, so uh, we uh, we really we've been really excited about the turnouts and and how fast it's grown because we weren't expecting it to grow as fast as it has. You know, when we first started, I forget what we had. It was like a couple of hundred vehicles the first year, two hundred and. I think it was like 230, 240 something the first year, and then the second year it was like uh, right at three hundred something or four hundred or something like that. Uh, I think it was four something the second the second year or something, uh, and then last year I mean it was eight hundred uh, right at eight hundred entries, you know. So it, it quadrupled uh, in entries last year. So and then this year you know it's be our fourth year, and uh, as much feedback as I've gotten. Uh, I mean the message in fact while I'm on the phone here with you right now I've gotten you know message after message people asking questions so it's it's been uh it's been wild the past couple weeks with messages and stuff so I think it's gonna be another huge turnout
1: yeah it's awesome and you know there's so many good people that come out to the show uh, by you showdown and I love that you guys are continuing that tradition I know um Lauren, she's very instrumental in working, you know, right? You guys always work close together. Recipes uh, to Greg. And of course, you know, you and Greg had started the show a few years ago. And we're just excited how far it's really, you know, you guys have been able to continue to grow it, you know, and you got a lot of support from the community.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, and that was one thing, you know, with Greg passing, that's one thing I wanted to do was, uh, was keep, you know, Lauren and Tammy involved as well. So, uh, basically, you know, me, my wife, and and uh, Lauren and Tammy, her mother, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep it going. And uh, what I did this year, and I'm gonna do uh, probably every year, I'm gonna do something, uh, you know, in to tribute to, to Greg every year. But um, one thing that I have done this year, all the top seventy five awards, uh, Josh Josh Welch with Welch's Chop Shop, I reached out to him and I told him, look. I want to paint all the top 75 awards yellow and white like Greg's uh, 55, you know. And I wanted to put a silhouette of the 55 on it, mm-hmm. but uh, it wouldn't really fit and go in there. So uh, we come up with just putting uh, Bel Air, you know, on it. So, uh, so that's something we're going to do. And I actually I didn't tell nobody about it. I, I, it was between Josh and I there for you know a few months, and then uh, whenever he got them done. Of course, I shot the pictures over to Lauren and them, and then we, you know, made a post and everything on uh, social media about it. But um, I thought that was, you know, something we needed to do for, for Greg, of course. You know, I mean, he's he was he was the legend and the the godfather of the Gulf Coast on, yeah. on truck shows and car shows. So uh, we got to keep that memory alive, you know.
1: The Don, exactly. And, you know, i got to thank Southern Tradition and some of the other shows. You know, I know DJ Mays has been involved, and I think the Spark Show – a lot of these shows have have uh, paid homage and paid tribute to Greg, and that's mm-hmm. one thing, you know, that I was so thankful for is, you know, all of our time is limited, as Steve Jobs once said in, in a commencement speech, and he mentioned how, um, or, you know, when we think of our time's limited, you know, we know we all have a certain amount of time here, but when, when Greg's time was up, unfortunately, um, you know, so many people came together and said, hey, you know, right. Greg helped me. And, and you don't even realize how much, you know, you help someone, like when Greg was like, hey, come on out and, and, and start serving food at my shows and do this and do that. And so many people right. were thankful for all the things that he did. So it's great that, you know, that you were able to do that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he he uh, he definitely helped a lot of people. And, uh, you know, he, he got a lot of people started in business. Uh, he done a lot of behind the scenes that, that uh, you know, most people – don't even have a clue i mean man the, the stuff that he done that i've witnessed you know and and uh it, it's just uh it's unbelievable you know how, how good of a guy he was and the the people that he helped and the amount of people that he helped and and uh so you know we want to we want to carry that on and and try to do our part as well and uh like i say just keep his memory alive so
1: yeah no doubt um Just before we wrap up, I know uh, Mike and I talked about how excited we're getting for uh, Orange Beach Invasion next year. I know that's part of the Custom Car Show production event. That's Mm -hmm. the last weekend, I I know, in March next year. But do you anticipate with the after hours, right? I know there's – I think there was the storm earlier this year. There were some things there. Do you anticipate um, continuing that tradition, or um, what are your thoughts as you go into 2022?
0: Yeah, so so what we're waiting on right now is the facility. I'm waiting on them to get back with me. Uh, They're in contract negotiations right now for that facility, Um, and that's why we haven't posted anything. It's been kind of halted right now. Uh, We don't know what the future is of that facility uh, with the city of Mobile. Um, So as soon as we get an answer to where if we can lease it again, um, or who's going to take it over to where we can get with them to lease it? Then yeah, we're gonna we're gonna carry on with that, and uh, and then and then of course, uh, lifting the coast, uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about doing it again next year as well. Um, so so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna try to keep going with them all and and uh, keep them going for sure.
1: Yeah, we love hearing it. Of course, that's Hank Aaron Stadium we're talking about, and uh, I hadn't got a chance to go out to the show, but all the photos look cool, and we love the vibe. It was very similar to after uh, dark here in Tampa. And we love that because mm-hmm. right, we loved a little bit of, you know, it cools off a little bit when the sun goes down, you know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that was our, You know, whenever we started to do that show, uh, I, uh, so I actually, I've always wanted to do a nighttime show and we was talking about it. And, and uh, a buddy of mine, David Lee and Greg Miller, they both done one at that same facility, you know, years ago, it was uh, like an import show. Um, so I was talking about doing it, and, of course, Greg, you know, just like with Bayou, he's like, well, man, let's do it. I'll, I'll go in with you, you know. So um, so we got together and, and, and made it happen. And, unfortunately, the first year we got hit by a hurricane, uh, we still had to show, uh, but we got hit by a hurricane, uh, still had a pretty decent turnout, a little over 130, I think it was, showed up this past year. We moved the date uh, into May uh, to get out of July because we was trying to get out of the rainy season part we got pounded again uh, this past year with another storm and it rained and, and, but we still had a good turnout, still had a good, uh, had a good time. So, you know, the, the people come support so, still, no matter what. So we, we made it happen.
1: Yeah, that's right, man. And the, the community and the scene is big. Um, you know, they make it happen, right? I mean, we know that with all the different shows and stuff, but, you know, we're excited about Bayou Showdown again this weekend. Check the hashtag. If you're there, hashtag Bayou Showdown. All together. Mike will be sharing photos as well. And uh, Sean, we appreciate your friendship and we can't wait to to see you soon. And we know next year is going to be off the hook. So, whatever you're doing, we got your back and thanks for always having ours.
0: Yes, sir. We appreciate y'all. And we uh, will continue out to support y'all as well, you know, so for sure.
1: Appreciate that. Uh, so, everyone, stay tuned. We're going to roll in now to Jeremy Kaufman from Local Finesse.
0: Thanks, Sean. All right, brother. Appreciate y'all.
1: Yo, yo, as I mentioned, super excited. We got Jeremy Kaufman. How you doing, our f- our friend? Uh, doing pretty good.
3: Pretty good.
1: Awesome, man. Thank you so much for taking the time. And, you know, what was cool is we recently heard from Tall Guy, and we talked about local finesse and his book, Roads to Ruin. And I just thought it would be awesome to learn a little bit more history about someone that's been in the club a long time. And, you know, I figured you could maybe start off and just tell us a little bit about yourself, Jeremy.
3: Um, uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not rich. I... You know, growing up and stuff, I just learned how to build stuff myself, and took metal shop in high school all four years, and um, just did things myself. I don't know how far you want to take it. As far as I got, three kids now. I'm married.
1: Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, and you grew up. My understanding was you grew up in California. Like, what city was that?
3: Oh, dude, I was born in the LBC next to Snoop Doggy Dog.
1: Hell yeah, man. On top yeah, of the VIP I, I record no, store, <laughs>
3: no, no Long Beach tattoo on me though. Not
1: that. <laughs> yeah, I know. right? Yeah, I was born in Long Beach, born and raised here. Yeah, that's cool. So. And you know, a lot of uh, the previous guests that we've had on, they've talked about like high school shop class and stuff like that. Is that where you kind of felt like you started to get the itch for like you know your first vehicle? Like, how did all that come about as far as you getting involved with the automotive stuff?
3: Well, I guess eighty-seven. I was in uh, seventh grade and I saw a a Toyota, like an 85 Toyota with some like 15 by 10 reverse cook cutter KMC's. And I was like, wow, I don't know what it is, but I just, that's, that's, I like that look. I like the mini truck. That's so cool. And that was 87. And then through high school, I started collecting all the mini trucking magazines, which probably in 99, I took 300 pounds of my magazines and threw them away, not knowing what they'd be like today. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, yeah, every you know every other month when main trucking came out, I'd buy the, the magazines and all this stuff. But um, no, my my dad was actually in the Harleys and cars. And I just happened to take metal shop and got really good at welding. And then it was like, OK, when I get older and get a car, I want to get a main truck. And Hell then yeah. I was I graduated in 92. And it might have been 92, 93 when Ballistic got finished at Toyota. Mm-hmm. And I saw him. And a uh, that, that red Nissan hard body that they kind of showed together. Yep. They're at a local cruise night. And I was like, holy cow, man. Like, you know, this is crazy. Like, look how low this thing is. I've never seen a <laughs> mini truck body dropped. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I wish I can do this. I wish I could do this kind of stuff. I look back now. It's, of course, it's a classic mini truck. But I'm like, that's such basic work that, that, that got done to it. But for the time, it was state-of-the-art back then
1: yep like and revolutionary. now it's like
3: oh yeah i've done i've done stock floor body drops all kinds of i just do all kinds of stuff and i'm like thinking back to those younger days like wow i've come so far from them yeah
1: but, it is cool how you learn over time you
3: know yeah what started it was probably 94 my buddy tony he had a mazda and he was just like hey man uh our buddy rodney's gonna come over he's gonna buy you drop my truck i'm like okay cool you know, I've never done that before. I've, I've done a couple four links and a couple air shock jobs, you know, air shocks front and back. And, uh, he never showed up and we had the interior gutted and stuff. We're like, I'm looking at it like, dude, I could do this. Cut the floor away from the side. Yeah, I could do this. I think I could do it. And, um, yeah, cut his truck up, caught it on fire a few times, you know, all that undercoating stuff. Yep. And, um, I did my first body drop. I'm like, sweet. Then another friend Needed to buy a drop. So I'm like, you know what? I'll buy a drop your truck. You buy me a Sawzall.
1: Oh, there so, you go. You got smart. You're like, hey, yeah. hook it up.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's getting hooked up. I'm getting hooked up because I never felt it was right to learn how to do something on someone's car. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of shops. I've worked at shops that have hired people. and They would bag someone's car and they they didn't know what they were doing. So I always tell people like, hey, man, I'm not really charging you anything because I'm kind of learning this, learning this. I'm picking it up. Mm-hmm. Just buy me a sawzall, man. I'll do it. Okay, cool. Um, and then I finally did my own truck on my friend's side yard, so that was cool. And then I think I did five buy drops basically free until I I got to work for MIC.
1: Oh, really? Then, so you worked there at Master Image Customs?
3: Yeah, actually, Sean Mahaney's the one that got me the job at MIC. Damn, she, that's that's kick ass. He, yeah, he was having some back issues and medical issues, and he had to leave. And he knew of me from previous years, because this, this is going to, like, 2001 right now. Okay. I met Sean in 2000. No, in probably 94, I met Sean at CNC Hydraulics. Okay. And at the time, I was always big into hydraulics. Okay. Airbags are cool, but hydraulics, I just, I love the sound. I love the looks. I love what you can do with a hydraulic system, the looks of it and everything. You know, so... I did a rear setup on my truck where I had the airbag underneath the hydraulic
1: cylinder. Mm-hmm.
3: And when I went to CNC hydraulics, Sean Mahaney was like, Oh, I've heard of this truck. And right then I was like, Oh my gosh, really?
1: Like <laughs> You're like, somebody,
3: good or bad. <laughs> Yeah, somebody heard of me like, wow. You know, at the time I was what, maybe 20. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And so that's when I started talking to Sean and we've been, we were friends for so long after that. And, so then back now in 2001 with MIC, he, he hit me up at Cal Jam. He goes, hey, man, how would you like to work at MIC? I'm like, dude, back in 2001, that was like the place to go. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right. Yeah, let me. I'll check it out. So I went down to MIC and um, talked to the owner, Rob. And I'm like, hey, Sean's been talking about, you know, working down at MIC and, or working here. And he goes, yeah, I had Sean go look for some people. So I had two people in mine, and Rob left it up to Art Gomez, mm-hmm. who started Go Easy. and Art said, you know what? I know this other guy. I don't like his work, but I don't know this guy, which was me. Mm-hmm. We'll hire this guy. And that's when I got hired. Oh, dope. And I was I was there for two years until he sold the company.
1: Yeah, and we, then- we recently connected with Rob, and he had mentioned how he had sold the company. But, I mean, dude, you were – I mean, I think back to, like, the Orange S10, right? And then after that, you know, you're talking about the time that you were there. Man, a lot of iconic stuff came through there.
3: Yeah, of course. Unfortunately, like, I seen it get built. I stopped by a few times before I worked there, but Kruka, you know, it was yes. built there. And
1: yep. I, unfortunately,
3: didn't work there at that time.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So, But I got to see it while it was being built here and there. And, you know, it was really cool to see the stuff that came and left out of that place. Oh, yeah. And yes. then, of course... I really believe the times really started changing a lot as far as uh, like what people were doing their cars. And I don't know, like this Rob just kind of, he had a good offer and just sold, but you know, he didn't want to kind of get into full frame, like custom frames, all that plasma tables, all that newer stuff. He just wasn't getting into
1: that. Yeah. And he he had a good model, a business model on how he was doing things. I mean, we'd love to, you know, we're going to link up with them at some point. But when he started texting me some photos of all the stuff and I forgot like the impalas and a lot of that stuff we saw on the DVD that he had released where it was like a cruise down, like at the end of a cul-de-sac type thing. And yeah, uh, I was in that one. My orange Maz is in there. Oh yeah. 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 I remember that. Actually I'm in the video. I'm,
3: I'm bending too. While they recorded me while I was bending some too.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, th- those are the times. And the cool thing was, um, you know, he, I mean, so much stuff came through there, but it was like, you know, a lot of, a lot of high-end stuff. But to your point, it, it really wasn't, you know, like by today's standards, now these guys are doing plasma tables and all that. Not to say it wasn't at the same level. It's just, God, man, things changed quick. Yeah. Well, the last
3: big conversation I had with Sean, um, we were talking through instant messenger and he was telling me how he was building another truck. And I'm like, dude, I you know, I'm still just doing this out of my garage now. Like I was doing it 20 years ago. I, I can't compete with these guys that are building everything on like this, uh, you know, water jet or laser ta- laser table, mm-hmm. take welding and everything. And I do clean work, but these guys are doing like aircraft stuff. Right. Right.
1: You know, and I totally appreciate it. It's yep. cool.
3: But you know, I'm still more of like your normal, you know, I'm I'm only 21. Let me just get this shit done, but do it right. 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 I don't have, A lot of my friends and people I talk to, we don't, you know, they don't have thirty thousand for a bag of truck.
1: Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just I think it's how things have evolved. But to your point, you know, like your homies can come through and you could lay something out nice and clean, and you know, you're going to be cruising with no issues.
3: Yeah, you know, I, 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 you know, my friends have told me in the past, like in the '90s, oh man, you should open up a shop, and I'm like, you know what? You can know how to do the work, but you also know that you have to know the business end of it, and that's not me. I never did that. I just didn't want to. I've seen too many shops stress out, the owners stressing, and not make it. And I just yeah. don't want to be that. Rob was definitely a good business guy, and he sold at the right time. And, you know, I can't hate him for that.
1: Exactly. Yeah, no doubt. Now, during that time, I'd imagine, you know, like you think back to the 80s, you know, a lot of times with guests, we'll talk about BMX. And you think of, you know, town and country surf designs and, and skateboarding. Dude, power products. those shirts, man. Yeah, man. Dude, tell me that wasn't the, the epic era,
3: man. Oh, dude, it's all about Pal Peralta. I was actually living in right now. I live in Brea, okay, but I was living in Lakewood, and Lakewood's a lot. It's really flat, and I skated with my my cousin and my friends everywhere. I had the Bones Brigade jacket. I dyed my hair, my bangs blonde. You know, (laughs) full on like Tony Hawk style. Yep, you know, just it was great, man. Watching VHS tapes of uh, Bones Brigade and
1: um, Animals. I was able to
3: ride my bike, ride my bike to the beach follow the riverbed down to the beach. No, it was really cool back then.
1: Yeah, there's so much culture stuff that's come out of that area uh, in California. And I always thought back to, you know, you talk about throwing out magazines. You know, over the years, I've collected a lot of stuff. But I remember kind of got to a certain age where I was like, all right, time to let these magazines go. And now there's a lot of people that collect the BMX Plus and all the different magazines. And it's like, man... You know what an epic era! Like I think back to the colors, the pads, you know, all the stuff that we ripped off our bike. Now that stuff's worth so much money. You know what I mean?
3: I know, I know. It's my son got a GT, and I'm like, what the hell? This is like cheap. Like it's not even the same. <laughs> right. You know, the wheel the wheel bearing went out in the hub. It was within a year, so it was under warranty, and they didn't have a new wheel bearing or they didn't have a new hub. They just gave him a whole new bike. Dang. <laughs> they said. Give, give us the old bike and we'll give you a new one
1: yeah it's like one of those I'm Amazon like, things we'll just send you another one you're like
3: what Dude, I was like I was all about the gt Mach one back in 86 mm-hmm. like chrome and everything chrome and black and it was like they got nothing like that now
1: yeah it was crazy because back in those days i I was younger than my neighbors and you know his buddy would come by and you, you know it was be like before we had cars and I would look at the bikes and be like dude you know that was like the the high-end bike, you know, they would have bikes that were six, $700 back then. And I was thinking to myself, like, I'm, I'm rolling this hand-me-down. But, I mean, that's the way it was back then. And it's crazy today that a lot of us are getting to, like, middle-aged and we're starting to collect shit. Yeah, but it's cool how, you know, we're starting to collect stuff and all that. Although, it, you know, it has gotten a little crazy, you know, I, I, I'm hopeful that the styles will continue to come back. But, you know, hopefully the prices will kind of level off over time. But we'll have to see yeah um, well here's i want to talk to you a little bit about um some of the rides that you've owned right so you've been in the scene god man since you know talking about the late 80s um what are some of the vehicles like maybe over the, the course of time jeremy that you've had you know what my main truck was my 91
3: mazda b2600 that or b2600i uh-huh. that i extended put a long bit on it and had sprint back when sprint by competition was still in business oh yeah um had a custom made shell for it to, for the long bed, and I had 615s in the bed with a full chrome undercarriage. Like, not undercarriage, I would say motor compartment. Uh-huh. Everything I could unbolt, I, I uh, painted or chromed. Mm-hmm. Um, then I had hydraulic torsion bars on the front set up with a four link on the rear with just coilovers on the cylinders with shocks. So it rode nice and smooth, but I you know, was able to go up and down with juice. Yeah, it's um, sick, dude. I had that for a while until my trusty Toyota axle I put on it broke. So <laughs> my axle broke, and I spun around and wiped the truck out. Damn. Then I, yeah, I I, I I, broke the shell, and this is back in 2004. And I threw the shell away, basically. I had the, the Blazer-style side windows. Oh, I threw those no away. And now I, I, I built another Mazda. It's orange. It's only primered orange, but it's a long bed with four by four sheet metal. And I'm building that, and I'm like, dude, I I need a shell.
1: Right. Can't find windows no more. Yeah. Now you're seeing how hard they are to find.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So after after that job, actually before I wrecked my truck, I came across a '62 Cadillac that I I purchased. Well, actually, oh man, I had a '64 Impala. I traded it for the Cadillac. And then I, um, let's see, I had the Cadillac. I bagged the Cadillac. Then when I, I ended up selling the Mazda, I was starting to rebuild it. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine said, well, what do you want for it? I'm like, dude, there's a lot of work that needs to be left. Like, you know, I don't know, seven grand." He goes, okay. But oh, it was in bad shape. Yeah, it was in bad shape. So I was like, okay, I'm over it. Seven grand." Then I ended up buying the Pro Hopper kit when Pro Hopper is still around mm-hmm. for the Cadillac. Well, I never installed the hydraulics in the Cadillac. It still was bagged. Then some time passed on, and then um, I bought a 4Runner. And I always wanted to build a Toyota forerunner.
1: Okay, like an old school one?
3: So, oh, yeah, a 93. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I picked it up for $750. It had a blown motor.
1: Uh-huh.
3: And it was four-wheel drive. But two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, it's still the same suspension. Exactly. And um, I found another guy that was parting out a V6 Toyota two-wheel drive pickup truck. I'm like, sweet. I got the there's the front end I need, the front suspension, the rear axle, and the motor and trans. So I did all that. I built a frame for it, stock floor by drop on the ground, and realized Toyotas aren't a big truck. <laughs> like I'm six, I'm six six, and my head would stick out the sunroof if I stood if I stood up, like. I'm sitting in the chair, but if my back was straight, my head is out the window.
1: Right, right. Yeah, you're that's you're the definitely. real tall guy.
3: <laughs> yeah, and then that's that's what the stock floor buy drop. So I was like, uh, I'm not really a big Toyota guy. I always love 4 Runners, so I built it. Okay, uh, a buddy of mine said, "Dude, I'll give you eight grand for it." Okay, I only had two thousand invested on top of my labor, so I sold to him, and then I. Um, I had a 91 civic hatchback that do you remember monster garage. Oh yeah. Remember the black Zamboni? Yes. That, that episode, Art and I were in that episode and I had a, I had a 91 hatchback Honda hatchback, civic hatchback that was on juice. And oh, it was snap. in that, that
1: episode. That's sick. Yeah. <laughs> the- I
3: had that for a short time. Everything I get, I, I put juice on. Mm-hmm. Um, Short. A uh, little bit. A little bit after that, I bought a '92 Honda Accord wagon. I always wanted one of those. Juice. Yep, those were sick. And I bought that because I needed a car to go because I got a job at West Coast Customs for two weeks, so I needed <laughs> another car.
1: Uh-huh. And, uh huh.
3: And yeah, I bought I bought the wagon, and then I juiced that eventually. Yeah. I, after I juiced it for a while, I'm like, okay, I I fulfilled this part of my my want, so.
1: Yeah, no. you, you kind of had a little bit of everything, right? Because many truckers, we love Mazdas, right? So you had that. You had the big body, you know, Cadillac. You had a 4Runner SUV and and stuff like that. So to me, like you had a, a pretty good mix. Like looking back on it, what was your favorite vehicle? Was it the the 91 Mazda?
3: Well, actually, I got one more that I still own today that I oh, got nice. from my dad, which is a 72 Chevy Blazer. Oh so, snap, dude! Yeah, he bought it in 74. There's pictures of me as a kid in it. I took my driving test in it. I drove it in high school. He was trying to restore it but didn't have time. That's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. He, ended up, he ended up giving it to me. I converted it to two-wheel drive, added torsion bars to it, did hydraulics on torsion bars. Oh,
1: shit.
3: I ended up having it painted. I painted it a uh, 2011 Camaro Infernal Orange. So that's the one I still have. And I'm just recently putting a 5.3 in it. So that's Damn. my favorite one right now. But but what happened was, before I bought the Mazda I have now, I told my wife, I'm a mini trucker without a mini truck. <laughs> I got the Blazer and I got the Cadillac still. And that's when I picked up the Mazda to build it again. So, But my all-time favorite was probably going to be my first Mazda with the, the whole chrome engine, the, the you know, The 615s in the bed, the walkthrough, hydraulics, all that stuff. You know, that was back when no no kids, no marriage. I can just put all my money in my truck living at home.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and it's crazy to think about the Blazers because when I was at C10 Intervention recently, man, there's so many of them out there. I mean, they're just – they're badass, and they're getting harder to find, of course. I always remember in Gleaming the Cube, I think they had a 75 Blazer top-off. And just cruising around in SoCal. And I always thought to myself, man, that's like the ultimate cruiser, man.
3: Okay. Oh, when you take the top off, the full removable top, it's so yeah. fun. Oh, yeah. Nighttime when the sun, when the sun's not baking on you, it's, it's fun. <laughs> exactly.
1: No, that's sick stuff. Yeah, and would you have ever thought, Jeremy, like, I remember when I first got involved in the scene and seeing some of the trucks, like kind of what you described, right, uh, 91, you know, badass stereo in the bed and all that stuff. But, like, dude, it's crazy. It's it's come almost full force, right? Like, 30 years later, you think about 91 to two, 2021, 30 years, that's, um, you know, a lot of those styles are coming back. Because people, I think, want to relive oh. their youth a little bit.
3: So how about this? When I had my Mazda, it was all done up, except I didn't have wheels for it yet. Uh-huh. I was still rocking the Pathfinders. Yep. And I had John Gilbert from Tailgate Magazine come up to me and say, hey, you get some wheels for the truck, I'll shoot it. Boom. I never got wheels for it. And then the tailgate went away.
1: Yeah, well, oh, we love TLT the Maz- 2
3: Oh, yeah. The Mazda that I picked up a couple of years ago came with Pathfinders. I'm like, oh, this is a bonus. <laughs> so I put smaller wheels on it. I extended it for a long bed. I'm rocking it with the Pathfinders, and I don't care. I, I got my Blazer with wheels. I got my Cadillac with wheels. My mini truck is my budget build, and I get a lot of compliments because the style is like kind of coming around again, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. I, I even got four 15-inch L7s I want to put in it, but I don't want to take up the extra cab room, and I still got little kids, or one little kid. The other ones are getting bigger. Mm-hmm. But I got two Orion, two big Orion amps, and four L7s, and I'm like, dude, I still, I still enjoy the stuff.
1: Yeah, it's it brings you back. I mean, even when you say Orion, I immediately flash back to walking in the some stereo shops, and one of the local kids he had all Orion stuff, and it just brings you back to that era, Clarion, all those old, you know, old school brands, of course Alpine, but. Dude, I mean, to me, the times were epic. And that's one thing, that's one reason we love doing this podcast because we can kind of jump back in time and, and talk about those memories and things like that. Do you re- remember, like, what was maybe one of your favorite truck runs that you went to back in those days?
3: Uh, by my like, hands down, it's going to be the river runs Spring yeah. Splash, uh, West Coast Nationals, was at the river a few times, uh, anything with a river run. Especially in the late '90s, early 2000s, it was just hardcore. It was crazy. Runs are supposed to be Friday, Saturday, go home Sunday. These were like you want to get there Wednesday, right? You know, and it's, it's it's crazy. The line, you know, you get there Wednesday, Thursday, you get all hammered. Walk the line as people are waiting six, seven hours to get in the run, and uh, those are some fun times.
1: Yeah, one of my I got to dig it up. One of my favorite photos uh, from one of the river runs back in the day was. Uh, Brian McCormick. I think it was the late '80s. He had shot this photo, and it's like all these kids hanging out down by the river. And there's a guy that like jumps his bike off a ramp. That's right by the the, the water, right? He's jumping in the lake or the river, I should say. And they got like a string attached to the bike, you know. And you just see how rowdy everyone is. It kind of was like, oh yeah, it seemed like Woodstock for that weekend, you know, for for the kids. It was like a way to get away and party and hang out. And it just seemed like it was epic times and. You're almost like, I almost wish more people had cameras back then. But at the same time, you know, kids were living in the moment in those in that era, you know?
3: Yeah. If, if I could choose, you know, to live these days with all these, you know, phones and cameras and social media or go back to the late 90s, I'd probably go back to the late 90s. Yep. Yep.
1: I don't disagree. With, with the
3: magazines, you know, you can sit there and flip the pages instead of just, I'm not a big fan of online magazines. Mm-hmm. I want to see paper in my hand. Yep. You know, I want to I want to turn the pages and
1: that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. One of um one of our favorite covers ever was when Courtney shot the group photo at Easter Spring Splash '94. And
3: oh, that that was a cool picture.
1: Yeah, we always talk about you know that River Run, and we've tagged a bunch of the different people. Like even Chris Kudo from Down the Earth, like he was chilling there that weekend. You know, he got involved in the scene, kind of like when you did late '80s. And man, you think back to those times, man, and it's it's really. It's epic, and I'm always thankful that Mini Trucking was there, right, and Truckin' as well uh, to, to, you know, to really document those runs and stuff because without that, you know, a lot of the history would kind of be gone, you know? Right. Now, what's one of your favorite memories at, at a, a river, you know, or truck run? I mean, is there one thing that's, that stands out? You know, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Tall Guy in the book in a minute, but um, you know, there's got to be some funny story maybe with, with one of the homies or something that went down back in the day.
3: Oh... Um, one that really pops into my mind right now would be, I was at Jerry and I, and another member, her name, uh, I probably shouldn't mention it in case she right, happens right. to listen. But uh, yeah, she was teaching us about the female genital area, the hood, <laughs> and how hers is pierced, and she hung a, uh, a glow stick off it. <laughs> We're like, what the hell? Back you know, in the day. That, man. that one pops out a lot.
1: Oh, um, yeah, back in the day. Of course, yeah, yeah,
3: you know, and then, then, you know, there's just a lot of just cruising, you know, the river runs where the whole street was lined with crushed cans, like, beer cans, and, um, you know, then you walk up the stage, and it was, like, 150 people at the stage, and just drinking and having a good time with the friends.
1: Yeah, and sometimes it was, like, in the middle of nowhere, like, I always remember hearing Parker, Arizona, And, you know, some people said, you know, it's kind of like not the nicest, you know, maybe park, but they all had that feel of kind of like in the desert, right? (laughs) Not a lot of grass and stuff and just hanging out with tents. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, you know, you you wake up at, after staying up till three or four, partying, you get woken up at like 5.36 in the morning from the heat of the sun (laughs) on your tent and boats going up and down the river because the water's like glass.
1: Right, yep. Yeah, and jet, jet skis and all kinds of craziness going on let's talk a little bit about local finesse because when we had tall guy and recently, I really had a great time talking to him about the book, local finesse roads to ruin. And I kind of wanted to dive just a little bit into the history of the club. Now I understand like you weren't in since the beginning, but can you tell us a little bit about what you understand on how it got started and maybe who started it?
3: Yeah. 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 Like I got in, uh, I met the club at Bonton Ton 93 um, back in high school. I was like, okay, you know what? I just, I love mini trucking. I love the club stuff. Like from what I've seen and the two clubs that I saw around my area was local finesse or bonsai. So those are going to be the one, you know, one of those clubs I'm going to join or try to join. Oh yeah. So a buddy of mine, I was like, Hey, there's a show in Bakersfield. You want to go, we're going to stay the night. I'm not sure where I'm going to stay, but we're going to go up there. Mm -hmm. So we drive up there. I pull into the parking lot or pull into the run. And at that time, I was—I think I was nineteen. Mm-hmm. Got my mini truck, stock wheels, stock rims, or stock uh, tires, big bubble tires with a notch in the bed. Oh yeah, and just air shocks in the back, nothing in the front yet. And I asked the guy, and he, he tells me thirty-five bucks. Well, nowadays you're like, wow, that's cheap, but right, right, thirty-five bucks to get into Bonton. I was like, all right, cool. Kind of pricey for a one-day show, but mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. I said, where do I park? He goes, just park wherever you want. Just don't park in anyone's spot. And I, like I said, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what a run was. I, I thought it was just a day show.
1: Yeah, because it was one of your first and shows, if not your first one.
3: Yeah. Never even never even met anybody. I got my truck. I only had it for a couple, maybe a month or two. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, all I've been doing is cruising down to the beach and stuff. And that's about it. This is my actual first official mini truck show. And we, I park, and my buddy and I are walking around. I'm like, oh wait, hang on. There's local finesse right here. Like, I've seen these guys. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna start talking to them, or you know, meet them. Mm-hmm. So, um, I went up and met them. At the time, Humpty was president, and um, a couple other guys were in there, and started talking to them. And they're like, "Yeah, this is a truck run. Why don't you bring your? Where'd you park? Oh, I'm like parked way over on the other side. Oh, bring your truck. Bring it over to us. You can you can camp with us. Yep. I was like, camp camp with you guys? What are you talking about? They're <laughs> like, dude, this is this is a truck run. Oh shoot! I didn't know that. So that's how I met the club back in '93. And then um, at that time, we had nine about ninety members and six chapters in SoCal only. Really? That's how I mean, Mini Truck was super big back in the early '90s.
1: Yeah, and for those listeners, basically what you had kind of mentioned to me prior is you know probably '87, '88 is when that club, as far as you understand, when it started.
3: Yes. Um, like I said, um, you know, I've been told 87, someone said 88. I know the founder, Alan, he's still around and doing shows here and there with his kids. But I, he told me the exact date, but I think I was drinking on a run and I just don't remember it.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was like
3: 87, 88, right around there.
1: Yeah, we'd have, to get, tall, we'd have to get tall guy's memory to remember that one.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I know you're, you know, it'd be really cool to actually sit down with a bunch of people in one group, you know, Hell have like yeah. our own little view.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, you know, hanging out with the, the members back in those days, right? I mean, circa like 91, you have RA starts, you know, STNC 92. Um, like what was the petition process back in those days? Did you kind of just hang out, you know, for about a year or less and then boom, they, they passed ah, you in.
3: Back in those days, it was super easy. Nice. You can, you can, you can get in and like, a weekend nice just drink basically. some beer because <laughs> it was kind of like you have to show up um i think it was or no actually not a weekend but you have to go to three meetings and like three events or something like that mm-hmm. and then back then there was a show every other weekend there was a show so you know you can you can go to your first meeting on sunday go to a show the following saturday Maybe there's a show on Sunday. Go to your second meeting, and the next week, your third meeting, you get voted in.
1: Boom. Yeah, but simpler problem, times.
3: Yeah. Uh, the bylaws themselves, like, to get in the club, you just had to have a clean car and, um, I think, custom wheels. It has to be lifted or lowered. So things have changed a little bit through you know different members we've had. We've had too many people join – and then get out like a month later. All of a sudden they will come around.
1: They're just not about like, that you know live.
3: Yeah, we, we got to like make this a little tougher. If they're going to petition for about a year, I think now we're up to like three or four months or so. And I don't exactly know right now the details. Uh, we're a little slow right now these yeah. days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, yeah. Everyone has families and kids and there's not a lot of shows going. So mini trucking is not what it used to be a while ago you know, years ago. But-
1: yeah. We've talked to a lot of, we talked to Brian from Grindr TV recently, and he was the one that actually referred me to hit you up. And when we talked to him, you know, he had a, a take on when we said, Hey, where do you see mini trucking in, you know, 10 or 20 years? And obviously, you know, it's his opinion, but a lot of the guys in California and Arizona, a lot of the runs have went away. So although like on the East coast in Florida right now, like we've got more shows and more events than we've ever had, right? It, it's exploding. But it is a different dynamic, and I want the listeners to kind of know that, you know, these guys grew up going to shows like every weekend, every other weekend, different river runs, party, and doing all this. And that whole thing is like shifted, right? Because it's not that way these days.
3: Right. Right now, I think uh, we have the Southern California Mini Truck Council run around October, September, October. And I think that's about the only run summer madness i think stopped about a year or two ago but back in the late 90s i think there was a run almost every month there was in the summer spring splash rezzo bonton i think summer madness i don't know if i mentioned that i mean there was at least six or seven runs back then now we got one
1: yeah and one of the shows i always wish i went to i mean there's there's several of them but like we, we recently lost al martin as I believe his name was and he was behind cow truck jam right and then there was the spring yes. and then there was the you know the the two oh, different truck ones. Jam, yeah yeah and yep. to me like you look at the coverage was amazing and that that makes me think of this question so like when you were reading the magazine you'd see all these different trucks you'd see these people and the parties and stuff when you started going to shows were you kind of like an awe going man like I live here in you know California and I'm reading the magazine, like I could get in the magazine because this is where everything's going down. You know, I don't
3: think I read it like that. It was more like I, when I got my mini truck, I started going. I joined local finesse. I started going to shows, and that's when I'm like, I remember that show, and I, I remember those cars. Oh, there's the front of my truck. I can see the bumper of my truck right there. Yep. You know, I was kind of doing that kind of stuff when I was younger. Yep. That's cool. Um, but like I said, you know, I kind of blew it as far as my rims, you know, I could have financed some and then I could have at least had some kind of feature in tailgate. And now I'm like, you know what? It doesn't bother. Me. It, you know, I'm not really trying to get that anymore. I'm older. and I'm just having fun doing my thing without trying to be like covered anyway. But I could have had something at one time.
1: Yeah, exactly.
3: I mean, I've, I've had my share working at MIC. I've done a few tech articles where I'm like, Hey, look at, there's my hands.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: I've done some things with art at Go Easy. I helped him start Go Easy, and uh, we've done a few tech articles and like shop coverage and stuff. I, I was in uh, a tailgate magazine when they did a shop tour, yep. and I was in it for that. Um, I've, been, I've been in a few times here and there. I've had my fun. I just kind of wish I had a truck that was actually featured, but it is what it is.
1: Oh yeah, do you? Like when you got a chance, I don't know if you ever read the book, um, uh, tall, tall guy's book, but I know we recently had him on and we talked a lot about just you know the epic times and whatnot. Do you remember hanging out with him back in those days or participating in any like the sit-down dinners he did?
3: Oh, like Christmas parties and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I went to I went to all of them because he was in the club. And um, well, what's funny is tall guy got in the club because his brother lived around the corner from me. Oh, wow. So. I was in my truck, my Mazda, getting ready to go somewhere, and he comes rolling around the corner in his Toyota with ground effects. And, um, of course, he he eventually got rid of the ground effects. But, um, yeah, he came around the corner asking me about the club and stuff, and I told him where we meet and this and that, and then he joined the club.
1: Yeah, it's sick, dude, if you think back to how um, a small world it is. Now, when I recorded with him, he did mention Brian Frost from SoCal Customs. I got a chance to finally meet Brian at SEMA last week, and he had mentioned to me and it reminded me that he basically donated the truck, gave the truck to him, that uh, tall guy, and his son are building now. I mean, wh- that's crazy to me. Okay, yeah,
3: that, that, that Toyota. I, I forgot the story. He may have told me because he's had it for a little bit now. Yep. But that Toyota, he hit me up Saturday about helping him out as far as for Lincoln, you know, bagging his kid's Toyota. Yeah. I'm like, of course, dude. We can't have your we can't have kids at school like looking at your, your kids' truck, laughing like this ain't that good of a truck. Of course I'll help you out, man.
1: Hell yeah. You're like, dude, let's get throw some hydros on it. <laughs> no, but He's
3: he's more of a bad guy. We're saving the juice for my, my son's car. Yeah. Which yep. he just turned he just turned sixteen, so yeah, he, he's at that age now. So
1: Hell yeah. Do you, like, so when you were going to the River Runs back in the day, right? So a lot of times, you know, we've heard awesome stories about, you know, seeing Courtney and Lance and, you know, Shartzis and all these guys. Did you get a chance, like, when you think back, you know, to the Pat Nichols and seeing Ballistic, and you mentioned, I think, Sal Marchesi's Nissan and stuff. Like, all these different trucks, do you have fond memories of, like, going to the events and just hanging out and seeing all the, all the kinfolk?
3: Yeah, I mean, not too much. I wasn't a big talker. Like, I would talk to people. Uh huh. But um, I, I had a lot. I've had a few conversations in the late '90s with Tim Tim Brindes. Brindes. Yeah, I, I can never say his name. Yep. <laughs> but uh, you know, talking with him at shows and you know, I've I've talked with him about trucks, about different because I'm a fabricator. He was a fabricator. I'm like we just had different ideas, and I like to hear his ideas and that kind of stuff. I, and I've had a lot, a lot of conversations with Sean, you know, back in the '90s about different ways to do things and. I honestly, as long as I've known Courtney, I've never, I've never had the time or I just, not the time, but I just never sat down and actually had a good conversation with him. As yeah. long as I've known of him and seen him around and he's shot my friends' trucks and stuff, I just, me personally, have never sat down and like talked to them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I know like I wasn't really out, you know, as outgoing back in those days, I went to the Sever 10th anniversary when we were at Rockahula water park. And, you know, I remember seeing Courtney there and just different guys. And I kind of was more like, you know, reserved, right. I didn't go out and, you know, talk to a lot of people, was you know, people in the club and stuff. But, you know, as time went on, I kind of changed a little bit and started the podcast. But yeah, I think back to those times and, you know, pre smartphones, obviously, you know, magazines were big and, um, I just, you know, I'm thankful that, you know there's there were so many people especially in california that built badass trucks and of course that transcended across you know everywhere but i think back you know to those days and, and go wow dude definitely epic times you know you know what, though, what what's really cool too is
3: growing up around here and working at mic and at art shop go easy now art was a worker at go easy uh, mic mm-hmm. so when mic when rob sold mic Art broke off and did his own thing, got some equipment from Rob when he sold the business. and But working at MIC, Art and myself got to know a lot of the magazine people because they're out here. So with tech articles, they're all done out here. So I got to talk to a lot of people like Lance, Lance Martz. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I talked to him a lot about things. Um, There's a couple guys from Lowrider I've talked to. Uh, I forgot his name. He just pat. I think, Dick or something. He just passed away a little bit ago. He was from Lowrider, and he did a lot of tech articles. But I was thinking to myself a while ago, like, man, it was so cool to work out here because all the magazines are out here.
1: Yep, and that's what so, some of the guys, like, when IF Customs, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, when they were really hitting, that's what Carrie had mentioned, how... Living there, you know, they kind of had some of the magazines, of course, you know, street trucks had ramped up by then, but, you know, they kind of had some of that stuff in their back pocket, right? They could do tech articles. We've heard that from other people too, um, you know, which was fantastic. When you think back to those days, I mean, you mentioned, you know, Ballistic and and, and the Red Nissan and stuff. Was there anyone that you particularly like looked up to or like you'd see the truck at a show and you're like, damn, I want to go see that?
3: Probably Craig Elders trucks.
1: I know, dude. He built some of the
3: craziest shit, didn't he? Yeah. Or he had like, people build it. Yep. Yeah, what's, what's, gonna, what's he going to come to the show with this time? Like, <laughs> It was amazing on the stuff that he would come to shows with.
1: Yeah, I shared a couple of years ago, it probably was, a photo from Street Source where he had, you know, like the lifted, might have been F-350 or something, and then he had the the trailer with the van on the back, and it was like the, the, the two-car trailer. And it's just crazy the views. I mean, twenty years later, it, it, people were just like still blown away. Now, granted, people have built crazy stuff, but like when you you take a lifted truck and then you put a body dropped Astrovan on there and something else, like you know, Windy's oh, no, Tahoe and all that.
3: It was a red. I mean, it was an orange excursion. Yes. On an, an Orange trailer <laughs> with the with the Astrovan and the the Tahoe.
1: Yeah. There you go, dude. It's etched in your mind, and and you you just think back and it's crazy. And, you know, we, we want to eventually have Craig on. I know, you know, he's on to some other things. A couple people have said he's still dabbling and building stuff, but yeah, I mean, I remember, uh, just, you know, talking to Brian Frost from SoCal customs last week, you know, talking about how we were always anxious to go on his website after a run because that was the way we got a chance to see the photos, you know?
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah. His website was really cool. I, you know, it's sad that, you know, he, it's what's happening, is happening, how he can't really do it anymore, or he's, he's not doing it no more. Yep. Yeah, I talked to him. I got about a couple that. of, uh, I always thought it was kind of cool. I got a couple mentions in there as far as some of the features, some of the work I've done on people's cars. Is, I was like, kind of puts a little smile on my eye now that I'm older and I see that stuff and I can go back to it as yep. like an archive. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I always think back to truckrun.net as well. You know, I don't know the homie, but I mean, going to. Oh, pass, that's Donald. Yeah, Donald. Yeah, and, Donald. And, you, you know, to me it's awesome because you got, you know, back to like one of his first shows was like Forbidden Fantasy back in 2000. You know, I mean, that's just insane. But I, th- I think he I think he even took it further back. I think he goes
3: back further than SoCal Customs because I think he scanned some, like, pictures he had developed.
1: I think he did, yeah. He definitely did. And it's just – Yeah, to- he was definitely taken aback. Yeah, and and to me, like, we're, we're very fortunate of that because, you know – 2000 i mean i talked to carrie about this you know that was like at the infancy of like having a digital camera and i went to sema only a handful of times but in three i went the year that courtney and jeff at devious had debuted the titan and i remember i took my dad's digital camera and those things had like no memory right i mean memory cards were (laughs) megabytes you know they weren't even gigs then and i remember taking like 20 photos and then the card was full and i was like man i can't take any more photos and that was like after having, you know, taken a lot of photos on film, you know, for years. So, oh, how, you know, how you, times have changed. Yeah. And now it's like, dude, on your phone, like, it's like, do you have a 250 gig, a 512? It was like crazy. Um, but, you know, thinking back to some of the stories that you might have, um, you know, was there, I'm just trying to think, you know, was there anything you wanted to share, like, from all the runs that you went to or anything that, you know, else that came to mind?
3: Oh, man. Well, I, I mentioned that one, but um, I don't know. There's another one when you're leaving the river runs, you're going you're driving to the middle of nowhere, and it must have been like ten of us caravaning back and somebody some older guy, probably my age now, but when I was younger he was an older guy. He was messing with us, wouldn't let us pass him. He was next to a big rig and stupid me, I thought it would be cool to like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna ride on the shoulder. Oh, I wanna shit. pass this guy. Well, I made it. I didn't crash or nothing, but man, when we stopped at the next exit, like when we stopped at the gas station my president at the time laid into me like, what the hell are you doing? I was like, fucking, or, uh, The guy like wouldn't let us pass, dude. So I had to do what I had to do. He goes, man, you can't be doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, and then, like I said, you know, it's just, uh, you know, checking all the, the new stuff, especially river runs. People would wait for those runs to debut a lot, a lot of their stuff. Um, saw a lot of cool rides. Uh, that one orange, uh, Lincoln Town Car, I believe, from, yes, was it Denver? Adam, yeah. I saw it when it was gr- it was silver. It looked stock, but just body dropped. And then I saw it the next year at the run, painted orange with the alien in the trunk. Yep.
1: That yeah. thing was cool. Yeah, I remember Steve Nielsen, he had this VHS tape, and I've been trying to rip some of it. And, and I, I swear, somewhere on that VHS tape, there is a little bit of footage of it at, like, West Coast Nats or something when it was silver or that grayish color. And uh, Yeah, it
3: was like a factory color.
1: Yeah, I remember seeing it. You know, my buddies and I were watching, and we're like, damn, you know, like, not only are they body dropping trucks out there, they're laying cars out flat on the ground, dude. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, with Facebook, you see people kind of bring that up from time
3: to time, and then somebody will post a picture of it sitting at the junkyard, like, just stripped and just tore up. And I I'm know, like, and people are like, well, what
1: to happened it? to it? And you're just like, man. And that happened, you know, uh, Lonnie from NC uh, Texas that's behind uh, Lone Star Throwdown, which is one of our favorite shows every February in Conroe, Texas, and uh, his, he, he actually documented, someone had told him there was a ranger that was at the junkyard and he went there and sure enough, dude, it was his old ranger and you could even see the remnants of an old, uh, NC logo on it, dude. And oh, wow. He literally like did a walk around with it and it was, it's on the garage gear, um, garage gear clothing YouTube page. And like, I was just like, wow, dude, like it's crazy that things get to that point. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't take much for a full blown show car to. Go to shit. Oh, yeah. You know, if somebody doesn't take care of it.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm looking at uh, Robert Kamalski's book. You know, again, we recently had him on, Local Finesse Roads to Ruin. And what was cool was on the back, there was a photo from Spring Splash 98, and there's a whole line of trucks, and there's a big rig in the back, and, you know, they're waiting to get in or they pulled off on the side. That but- might
3: have been when I we rode the shoulder. I,
1: I'm not sure. Or we might have had a, like a flat tire or something, but. Yeah, it was something like that. It looked like everyone stopped to help out. The local finesse logo to me has always been really cool, man. And it, it, my understanding, right? I mean, the the club's still around, and you know they're full force, right?
3: Actually, yeah, um, we're definitely not as big as we were in SoCal. Yep. But we've branched out, and we have uh, Pennsylvania, Spokane, uh, New Jersey, uh, Arizona. I think uh, Phoenix and Tucson, and then we have a couple guys in Japan sick. They're, they're pretty diehard, you know, but we're definitely we're not, like I said, not as big, but we've expanded more.
1: Which yeah, is, it's cool. Yeah, no doubt, and when I think back, you know, you mentioned 94, one of my favorite years. Uh, September 94, Opie's truck, the pinkish Michu, uh with the shaved oh, license plate yeah. French tin. dude, what about that? That was sick putting local finesse really on the map back in the 90s.
3: Yeah, that truck actually, I remember when I first got in the club, he just got out of paint and I was like, wow, man, this thing's so cool. You know, I don't know. I mean, the color's a little, nah, I don't know if I'd go with that kind of color. Back then, you know, I was younger. And, sure. But overall, it was a cool truck. And I'm like, dude, this is so cool. I've never seen actually a custom paint job on a mini truck before. I'm like, mm-hmm, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, and just, I was able to ride in it over, you know, because now I'm in, his, I'm in his club that the truck's in. Yeah. And, you know, I was younger. And I'm like, dude, this is so cool. People are looking at us because it does stand out when you're driving down the road.
1: Yeah, and what was cool is when Courtney shot it, like, you know, the door panels were different. You know, it had tweed. It had, you know, those colors that are so reminiscent of that time, you know. And, uh, you know, when we had Tall Guy on, I mentioned that Local Finesse does have an Instagram page. There are a few photos out there. Now, there's not a lot, um, you know, and we hope to continue to see, you know, posts from the club uh, because, you know, there's a rich history there, you know. And, oh, it does look like in their bio it says 88. So it says, yeah, official Instagram of local finesse worldwide established eighty eight in SoCal. So there we, there we go. go. <laughs> if you're teaching me something about my club. <laughs> I, I know it's crazy, right? And I just happened to pick it up there and see that. But but yeah, man. I mean, it's been cool because when Robert was on, you know, I, I kind of wanted to delve a little bit into the history, and you know, he kind of came into the mid to like kind of later nineties. And you know, f- f- you know, for you, you know, you were graduating in the late eighties. Um, you know, as far as going to school, I should say, middle school. And ninety-two, then, buddy. Ninety-two. I'm 92. I'm not that old. Yeah, I'm, exactly. <laughs> yes, yeah, so ninety-two. But then, you know, you, you were able to like, you know, give us a little bit more history, which I think is sick. And you know, I mean, local finesse, dude, been been repping for you know thirty years.
3: Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy to think. Like I remember being a nineteen-year-old kid in '93 when I joined, and here I am. I'm like, I just turned forty-eight Saturday. Wow, so, well, happy <laughs> born day, dude. Yeah, thank you. Um, so what, was that, like 29 years?
1: <laughs> I know, right?
3: No, yeah, 29, because, um, well, next year is going to be, um, next year? I don't know. I'm, I'm not good at math right now. I'm yeah, tired. yeah, yeah, No, no, <laughs> no, I'm
1: the same. I'm always, like, man, trying to figure out the dates and stuff. But, but it's been a long time. It's been but, a long time. But, yeah, we're talking with Jeremy Kaufman. And, Jeremy, dude, you know, are, are you, if anybody wants to check out your stuff, are you, like, Facebook, Instagram, or are you, like, anti-social stuff? Yeah, uh,
3: no, no. I, well, I don't, have, I don't post a lot on Instagram. Yep. Um, it's not my favorite platform, I guess you'd call it, because I like to like, be smart-ass. I like to make picture comments. I yeah. like to just have fun and goof off. And Instagram, you can't do that under comments. You can only make a comment. You can't do much. Right. People, so many people follow me, and then I look to see who they are, and pro- the thing's private. Right, mine's, right. mine's not private. And I'm like, I don't even know who this person is. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to request their I don't want to request to be able to follow them if I don't know who they are. Yep, yep. So I got like a 1,000 people following me, and I'm following like 90.
1: Yeah, and it but, looks uh, like you're OG Mini Trucker on there.
3: Yes, I am OG Mini Trucker. No no underscore, no dashes, no nothing, just OG Mini Trucker.
1: Yeah, Jeremy and Kaufman, on, just how it sounds.
3: Yeah, and then on, on Facebook, as you probably saw, just local finesse. And I got my Steven Seagal profile because people say when I'm clean shaven, that's what I look like. <laughs>
1: I was wondering so, about that.
3: Yeah, that's the only reason. <laughs> yeah, no, that's. Cool. I don't have the man crush on him or nothing. <laughs>
1: yeah, man, it's funny watching those old movies and stuff. I put one on recently, and I was like, the one where they're like on a ship or something. I was like, damn, this is, you know, totally nineties. Yeah, under siege. And dude, it's like, and I recently watched Passenger Fifty Seven with Snipes from like ninety two, and I'm like, man, oh, yeah. the era has changed so much, man.
3: Now, yeah, if you go on my Facebook page and you look under my albums, I do have a couple albums like. Old school, local finesse, like car pictures, and then just of the club of old members and things we've done, Uh-huh. you know, tall guys in some of those, some of them, when, when you see the ones where we're kind of dressed up, like at, we're at a dinner at someone's house, that's tall guys' house. That's sick, dude. So, yeah, yeah. So I have some of that old stuff in there.
1: Yeah. A lot of epic times, man. And, you know, we appre- appreciate you sitting down with us and talking a little bit of the history. I loved hearing about some of the rides you've had, and, including some of the, um, the Mazda 91 Mazda that I saw on Instagram and, you know, some of the, the history of going to the truck shows and stuff, because to me, there are a lot of clubs. Some are still around. Some aren't that, that helped, you know, you know, get us to where we are today, you know, and uh local finesse is certainly one of those clubs, man. So, but uh Jeremy, dude, it's been a pleasure, man. Anything else you want to yes. uh, plug or anything else that I maybe missed? nah you know off the
3: top of my head i really can't think
1: of anything right now it's just it was a cool experience you know i I sit in my garage
3: sometimes uh when i right now i still build stuff one car at a time i got my dad truck in here right now a 56 ford f100 that he wants me to do a mustang two front end and four link and stuff mm-hmm. um i talked him out of airbags um just because i don't <laughs> i don't need him down at the beach well no not even that just more like I don't need him at the beach and have a have some problem with a valve or a compressor and I got to go down there and rescue him. Right, right. I hear you. I'm my dad, just go coil overs. If there's any other problem with your truck like a motor, I'm not a motor guy, so you can call someone else.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: But uh yeah, sometimes I sit in my garage on a Friday night or something and just kind of think I, I kind of reminisce about the old days working at shops and uh working with friends and back at go easy days, uh, it was more laid back and um we would have like the high, the local high school kids with their new mini truck stuff come by and we do drag sessions and stuff. And it was like it was work, but it was like, we're having fun doing it too.
1: Yeah, man. And that's what we're here for, dude. I mean, a lot of people, you know, say that, Hey, we bring back a lot of memories and we help keep things going and that's really what we want to do. Right. We want to kind of curate the content that's out there. But again, we always want to pay homage to those like a Brian Frost and all these different editors and photographers, because without them, you know, we wouldn't be able to do what we do today. So you know, it's, it's it's nothing but love for the scene. You know what I mean? Right. You know, a lot
3: of people will kind of argue like, man, it's just not like how it used to be. Well, I'm like, yeah, it, it has changed, but you kind of have to change with it a little bit. It's never going to always stay the same. And at the same time, I really believe that when you have fun, say say in 2000, we're partying and having a great time. Now, here we are 2001, you can say, man, today isn't as fun as it was back in 2000. Well, you know? no, that's just how it seems. But it, you know, you gotta make you got make do with what you have. Like I'm still having a blast. Like, yep. You know, I'm still mini trucking. I, I try to go to shows. I try to go to runs. The runs are a little smaller. The one run we have now. Um, I got kids and a wife, but you know, you just gotta enjoy what you have and don't reminisce on the past. Just enjoy what you have going on right now.
1: Yeah, and I couldn't have said it any better. Someone recently kind of said the same thing. You know, you gotta kind of just roll with the times and. You know, it's you got to make time to hang out with the homies. It's cool that you know you do what you do because you get a chance to get your hands dirty and have fun building stuff. And you know, you're never too far away from building something cool. It sounds like so to me. That's what it's about, man. I mean, it's what you make it. So right, yep. But uh, but Jeremy, dude, it's been a pleasure, bro. And and thanks for yep. giving us a little bit of insight into the old school and and some of the stuff you've dealt with over the years. And you know, much respect to all the local finesse members worldwide and you know maybe we can even tell some additional uh history of the club in, in the near future but we and we appreciate you sitting down with us
3: yeah it's been actually really fun something different something i haven't done before
1: Hails, yeah brother well we'll keep in touch with you and we'll stack some of those photos off your facebook and we'll be sharing them over these uh next couple of weeks oh that'd be cool you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah you have
3: got my blazer in there too you can see all that the, the what i have right now the cadillac all that stuff we talked about it's in there
1: that's what i'm talking about homie well we appreciate you jeremy
3: yeah no problem I appreciate what you're doing. Thank you, brother.
1: Peace. Yep. All right. See ya.